welcome in everybody. Tony Cotillo, Jason Sullivan, John Coker, Dan Green, Fancy Firebox, episode 22 in the middle of a nor'eastern first snowstorm of the year for at least us here on the east or, you know, in the northeast. Jason, I don't know how much snow you've got in Detroit right now, but we're in the middle of a, a one foot monsoon out there. I don't know about you. <laughs> Just an inch here. Just an inch. Yeah, oh, I take an inch any day of the week, even though that's not what she would say. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, listen. I was, was going to say, that's what Dan's wife said. Yeah, it's definitely a bad choice of words. I've been having that problem lately. But it's all it bad. was cold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was in the pool, George Costanza, uh, one of the most classic episodes of all time. Tonight, we are going to talk, so, we're going to try to fit as much as we can in this hour, hour and a half, we say it all the time, uh, comments are, are tremendous, but a lot of topics tonight, DFS lineups and locks, we're going to look at what each of our DFS lines did last week and see who's going to go one-on-one against each other this week, what our best DFS lineup is. Derrick Henry dominates in December once again. Uh, Ty Johnson risked that backfired. A lot of people started him. I know me for one of them, so talk about that. The rise of Brandon Ayuk, a 49ers running back carousel, the end of Mark Ingram, a Deontay Johnson slide. We're going to talk to Mr. Coker about that one. We're going to talk about the tonight. Fantasy basketball preview, studs, duds, sleepers, is Luka Doncic, the number one overall pick. Uh, Fantasy Firebox Roulette, as always, and the Heat Ratio Sports Fantasy Basketball League brought to you by DraftKings. We're going to roll that out tonight as well, get as many people as we can signed up, and we will play every Friday at DraftKings scoring format, uh, just like football, so it'll be fun. We'll mention that later, but let's get right into let's get right into our matchups, okay, because a lot of things change, and again, we do this on Wednesday, and a lot of things change by Saturday, Sunday, right? You know, I had Dan texting me, Jason texting me, you know, this guy's out, that guy's out. We need to change some things around, right? So, so many different things. So, just for everybody understands, the way we're doing this is... I played Mr. Green last week, and Jason played John, and we each played our best lineup. And doesn't necessarily mean that's the only lineup we played, but we played our best lineup. And, you know, I did not keep track of all the points except for my own, so hopefully you guys kept track of your points, which I'm probably sure you did. Uh, but I lost. We'll, we'll go to me and Dan first. I lost. Uh, you know, Dan, I, I don't think I lost by that much. Uh, I think I had like 103.84, if I'm not mistaken. I look at my lineup at Justin Herbert, who didn't do great. Um, Aaron Jones, who kind of disappointed me a little bit. Uh, Melvin Gordon didn't do much. I thought he would have done more. Uh, Devontae Adams, stud, right? Keaton Allen, stud. Uh, Traquan Smith did nothing. Seven points, eight points. Uh, that wasn't good enough for me. Uh, Dalton Schultz <laughs> did nothing. Uh, you know, uh, and the Jets defense is actually pretty good, and, and Evan Ingram really didn't do anything either. So uh, I really didn't have that great of a turnout. Dan, how did you do, buddy? Um, We were, we were like mm. – Neck and neck. Our, our our best lineup turned out to be our crappiest lineup probably of the week. <laughs> and, and real, and it's funny on on the show that uh, Jason and I do. I was poo pooing his Tua stuff, and I said, "I'll give you if you if you do a Tua lineup, I'll do a Bridgewater lineup." And that that was like my highest lineup of the week, my Bridgewater lineup. Wow. So it, you just don't know. You just don't yeah, know. So don't my know. my lineup, my lineup had a make adjustments but to be fair i i emailed you and stuff yeah, yeah. Uh, um i had to pull ty johnson out once i saw the frank gore was playing um i don't know if you saw that in time I did. you have so many and shows I, going on but my thing was i didn't think it was going to matter I, I i was really shocked that they played gore as much as they did 
Yeah. So, I mean, I just did a, I basically had a Brady, um, James Robinson, Aaron Jones, Evans, Keenan <laughs> Allen, I think Robbie Anderson, Logan Thomas, I think, I think Tim Patrick and the Jets. And I think it was like 107 ish. Yeah, I mean, you. It was it was like one oh seven or one oh three or something. It was nobody won no money off of us, Dan. I could tell you that. No, <laughs> but if they played my Teddy Bridgewater lineup, that, there you are. Well, you know, but sorry, guys. There you go. Hey, listen, they're not. Hey, I came in fourth in my experts league, so I'm good with that. I mean, no offense to but, Dan, I'll but that's yeah. where I needed to play well. Yeah, well, Jason, Jason, I'm gonna bow bow to him. He uh, he kicked some butt this week. Let's go, Jay. What'd you get, buddy? How'd you make out? 163.80. Um, I had it's kind of frustrating. It's weird to say this, but 163 was kind of frustrating. I had some real duds in my lineup, but I started with high end. I had Aaron Rodgers, uh, Derrick Henry, which obviously paid off. Um, Devontae Adams, which was obviously a stud, and Brandon Ayuk, which was a stud too. The problem was the rest of my lineup was crap after that. So 163 won me a few bucks in a couple contests, but I felt like it could. I had hope after the one o'clock games that it was going to be even more. So, yeah, man. I, I, I listen. I was the same way as you. I mean, in my in my uh, DFS uh, the uh, analyst league, I had David Montgomery. He breaks off that eighty yard touchdown, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to be a good day. And then my team kind of just like sat flat. I mean, I finished fourth, but it was like nobody really flew out in front of anybody. You know, Ty Johnson. Right. I still started. Uh, I I thought he was at least going to get half of the touches uh, and it gets a bad uh, Seattle team I thought he would at least do something and he got absolutely nothing I mean he was at point six until like the end of the game but I will say this but it's, I, I have to listen I'm not the only guy who's going to say this but I have to apologize for anybody who checked in on this show or on Sunday and I I I, I completely told you 100% not to start Miles Sanders when you asked me I was not listen Again, my confidence was at the bottom for that entire team in that running game. And listen, again, you know, if you went with that, great. I hope you you didn't listen to me for once. <laughs> you you went the other way, def- but if you did, I apologize. I'll defend you, Tone. I'll defend you, though, Tone. What did I tell you last night? He had one run for 82 yards. That sure. was a blown assignment by my boy Quan. By Quan, yeah, Quan Alexander, he, he totally missed the gap, and and the Red Seas parted. Take away that run. Now, now it's easy to say take away that run, but he was thirteen for thirty three otherwise. So, if 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 Quan makes the tackle, he's probably fourteen for forty yards. And I look and good. Then you, and then you look good. <laughs> right. so, so, I mean, the, guys like that could take it to the house, but you know. It wasn't like it was. It wasn't like he carried the ball twenty times at five y- yards a pop, and he had two touchdowns. It was a, it was a just one big run. That is true. You know, too, that is true. That's been the story with Sanders the whole year, though. I mean, his only other real big game yeah. was against Baltimore, and that was the game that he had I think three it was or same four thing, like, seventy yard runs. Yeah. yeah, he had like two. Yeah, exactly. In the first half, I think he had two seventy yard runs. So that's a little misleading, like like Dan said. Yeah, a lot. That happens a lot. It does. It really does, John. How'd you make out, buddy? Yeah, I have no idea, man. <laughs> I I got well, so many lineups and I don't I don't even remember I what I kept track for you, John. I, I kept track for you. Oh, I good. love it. So how did I do? <laughs> well, I, I had to take Julio out for you because yes. Julio didn't play, and I put um, who did I put in? Uh, I put uh Cooper, Mario Cooper, in for you. So you had one thirty-five. Oh, there so you, you go. You were the second best. 
So he would have beat. I both believe of he us. had. He had. I think he had Ryan, Ryan Gallman, Montgomery, um, Evans, Cooper, Logan Thomas, Giants defense, and Henry was his flex. Yes. How did I, I remember? That? I remember Henry in the. How flex. did I remember that? And I, and I, I knew it was Henry Montgomery Gallman that I yes. had the three running backs, but yeah, I have it written down: Tim Patrick, Logan Thomas, the Giants just, defense, just, right? You know how it works when it, when you have the best point total, you always go up against the guy that had the best point total. Yeah, so man. that's what happened to you. And that's the truth. That's the one hundred percent truth. Uh, Trevor says he won one forty one point seven two to eighty three point eight eight number two seed for the playoffs. Congrats, Trevor. I like it. He says, "How do we like Mike Gizecki? Twenty three points for him back to back weeks of twenty points or more." Wow. The sure feel like Tua is now really he's injured, right? Mike Gizecki, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, I, listen, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, he's a big guy, right? He's a big guy. He's a tall receiver. He's a nice target. Uh, you know, he's terrific. Yeah, I mean, and, and the way two has been locked in on that team. I mean, listen, Devontae Parker didn't do much. Uh, you know, that's the thing. I mean, Gazeki could very well be, you know, the number one receiver coming out. Now, I know I didn't look at this because it's early, but I know I did watch some of that game. He went off injured. Uh, yeah. so, so, I don't know. His status did he? You know, did he come back to the game or not? I'm really not sure. No, he never. No, came back. He's, he's questionable. He was holding that arm a little weird too yeah. When, yeah. He, when he left. I think he's going to be out this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that would definitely be a problem. Uh, Trevor says he drafted him later round, so he's been on my roster. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What's up, Al? How you doing, buddy? Uh, Jersey boy too. I didn't know Gazeki was a Jersey boy. Check that out. Uh, our buddy Rick checking in. Season long, my two most important season long leagues. Most points scored, finished fifth, and second most points scored, finished seventh. So frustrating. Man, fantasy football can be extremely frustrating, man. Uh, it really can. And, and it doesn't get any better. It does. The more leagues you're in, the more contests you join, the more frustrating it gets, man. It really does. So let me we'll, again. We'll do our own lives again later on, and, and again, this will be this week will be me against Jason, and then John against Dan. Uh, or no, you know what? We'll just go to where the screen is. We'll go to where the screen. Me, 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 and Pittsburgh boy, me and Coker going head to head. The two, the two elder statesmen of the show. We're gonna go head to head this week. But a lot of topics to discuss, boys. A lot of top. One of them. Listen, I you know I seen somebody on Twitter mention it, and I, they they said they should call Derrick Henry Mister December, uh, you know, and the headline of this show is going to be Derrick Henry dominates December. Uh, you know, listen, I don't know why I didn't expect it because he does it every year, uh, but I didn't realize. I mean, you look at it how how his numbers, how ridiculous they are. Uh, you know, the last four or five games of every season. I, I, I don't I don't know what it is, but this guy is the ultimate fantasy weapon. Uh, you know, 118 yards per game. He's averaging for the year. Uh, that's not to mention what he's done the last three or four weeks. Uh, you know, and he could, listen, this is another week where, I, I, now his DraftKings number is, is insanely high. Insanely high. I, you know, I looked at that and I was like, "Whoa, do do I want to take a ninety five hundred dollar run?" I mean, that's. I think we'd have to check, but I'm pretty sure that's the highest number for a running back all year. Uh, you know, it, it, not in a captain's league. It's, I, I don't think anybody's been. Maybe McCaffrey in the beginning. I'm not sure, but ninety five hundred dollars, John. I, I, you know, I'm going to ask you because I know you're one of those guys. You always talk about. You talked about Dalvin Cook not paying off for Dalvin Cook last week. You know, do you do you even touch 
Derrick Henry, even though he's been that good at 9,500? I have two lineups in, and one of them, yes, I do oh, touch him. Oh, wow. It's, I was not expecting that. They're at home going up against Detroit. Um, <laughs> Sorry, hey. Jason. Three, three, three of the past four games, he's had 26, 27, 28 carries. Like, that's three or four games. Not That's not just 26 carries last week. This is three of the past four games. The, he's been under 20 carries three times all year. It's, uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. And then his touchdowns, look, he's, he typically doesn't catch the ball. But, I mean, look, I expect him to pound the rock again. I really do. I, it, I'm i not saying it's a guarantee. I mean, you, you put him in there, you're really scrounging with the rest of your lineup. So you are. that is one thing to consider. you got to hit on some of those lower-priced guys, but. I have him in one. Other than that, I won't have him because he is too high-priced. Yeah, I mean, he's really high. Uh, Travis says, Derek Henry like running when it's crunch time, when the temperature is done 40 degrees. Uh, Al says, I took him last week, but it's way too much this week. That's insane, and I took him last week because John said so. Uh, so tip the hat to John right there. I like that. I did not take Derek Henry, and I would shoot myself in the you-know-what for not taking him uh, because I would have won my league if I did take him. But, Jason, you touching that number, 9,500? You know what? I feel like you got to play some of them. I, like you said, uh, Detroit is so bad against the run. I mean, they're one of the worst teams against the run, if not the worst team. So it's December. It's against Detroit. I'm 100% taking some Derrick Henry this week. And like John said, it's just, the touches are so high. It's the, I mean, he he's really only had a couple bad games lately. I mean, he had one that he had six points a couple weeks ago, which was kind of a clunker. But I mean, 23, 41, and 39, and three out of four. That's pretty damn sal- solid. So. Yeah, I love him. I have a theory with him, too. I mean, he's so big and strong, and I think he's in such good shape that when everybody else starts to break down as the year goes on, he just stays the same. And he's he's strong. He's fast. I mean, he never seems to ever get hurt. So, yeah, he's you're right. Now, you're right. I mean, you make a good point because he is, man. He is like I, I don't I mean this this picture is great when you look at this I mean you just look at the jersey doesn't even fit him when he's right I mean he is so large it is unbelievable man he is uh, he's a stud man it, re, re, listen we remember Jamal Lewis in Baltimore and, and in Cleveland I mean the guy was a tank or you know to respect to John with Jerome Bettis uh you know we remember big the the bus I mean come on man I, this guy can run Dan are you spending 9500 I am in, in some Ooh. of my lineups, and, and I, um, you know, J- Jason stole a little of my thunder, but he's such a big dude and in f- tremendous shape. And then you get cold weather time of the year, a team like Detroit that's got nothing to play for. Do you want to tackle that guy? Duh. I mean, guys are banged up on on the other side of the line of scrimmage, nothing to play for, and this this monster's coming at you. There's a little Olaying going on with this guy at times. This is true. This is true. And I, his I, team has a lot to play for. So he's going balls to the wall. Al says the same thing like you just said, Daniel. Who has any interest in trying to tackle him? I know Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel would have been standing in front of Derrick Henry. That's for damn sure. Uh, Namni Asamoa, he's not trying to tackle him at all. I know that. People are – I call it, I call it uh, pulling a Kiko where you hide behind the blockers. Dude, watching him run and people try to tackle him, it's like it's like old school tech mobile. Where like you touch yes. the guy, the heels of the guy, and you fly Shoot back like five yards. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my god, that is so funny, man. It's so true. That was one of the best. I don't know if that was the best game ever, but that was that was most definitely one of the best for me. Super Tecmo Bowl for me was the best game ever, hands down, no question. ColecoVision. Wow, ColecoVision. I never had that. yeah, I'm a little older than you guys, but no. But I mean, I I played it. I never had it. I mean, I listen. I was a my first system was Sega Master System, not Dreamcast, not Genesis. Sega Master System. Uh, that was my I was first. Pong. I mean, that was a long time ago. Um, and then I mean, I was a I was a double dribble guy. I was a basketball guy. That was one of my favorite games, man. Uh, Trevor says Madden two thousand Madden two thousand five for him. Yeah, I mean, listen, when Madden came out. Dude, let me tell you something. He says, name something better than a hit stick. That hit stick, I'll tell you what, man. When you clock somebody with that thing, that that was some serious, serious. Uh, Al says, who had in television? I remember in television. Uh, Dan, I know you remember in television. Stop it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Just, <laughs> I love Al, it, I look man. good, but I'm old, you know? <laughs> I love it. Let's talk about, we talked about this earlier, uh, one of the names, and, and, and I said, on this program, there was two guys that I felt that were going to be on a lot of fantasy championship rosters. Number one was Justin Jefferson, but number two was Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, if you go back and you talk pre-draft for the Philadelphia Eagles, because we are Philly guys, uh, at least three of us. So you got one Detroit guy, actually two of us, one Pittsburgh slash Philly guy and two Philly guys. But if you go back pre-draft, I wanted the Eagles to take him. I, I, you know, I number one, I it wasn't just it was Brandon Ayuk. This kid from Oak I, OSU, I mean, or ASU, right? Dan, my Oklahoma State, right? Uh, Arizona State, Arizona, Arizona. State, uh, ASU. Yeah. I'm sorry. So from ASU, I mean, this kid was electric in everything he did, and he was that kind of receiver that could just do so much with the ball in so many different formations, and he is doing exactly that in San Francisco. Number one, tip the hat to Kyle Shanahan to be able to do what he's doing with with a stiff and Nick Mullins at quarterback, okay? Seriously, at the end of the day, it's Nick Mullins. It's like what the Eagles had in A.J. Feely. And what he's been able to do a formulate an offense, killing everybody at the running back position, I should say. Uh, whoever's got Raheem Mostert, every time you see Jeff Wilson trot out there, it's like, <laughs> what? Dude, Kyle, what is going on, Kyle? Help me out here, man. Like, what is the effect, you know, his infatuation with with Jeff Wilson, I, I, I just don't understand it because obviously Raheem is the fastest on his team, but Brandon Ayuk, I mean, he's been steady. He came back from injury. He's been steady. Jason, you mentioned, uh, you know, you had him on your team last week. Uh, you know, he is a guy, in my opinion, he's going to be in every single one of my lineups every single week for the rest of the year. How, what, tell me what you think about Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. 16 targets last week. That's that's the most the number that jumped out the yep. most. Yeah, 119 yards is great, but 16 targets. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, he's put up 20, 23, 19, 20, and 24 in the last five with at least seven targets in all those games. I mean, he's the guy. I think Debo might be out for the year now, so he's really going to yep. be the guy even more so now. So, yeah, I love him. Like you said, he was in probably – I think I did like 12 lineups last week, and I think he was in like nine of them. I'll probably even up that this week because this guy, he's just steady. And, you know, we talk so much about that receiving class and how good it was, rightfully so. This dude is right up there. I mean, he's one of the best. He might be even the best. It's I think he only gets overlooked because he missed some games. 
Yeah, I think that's right. it's the only reason. I think if he had the steady quarterback play and he didn't miss those games, I think he would be the top guy out of this class. I really do. Like you, you said it. He is a steady, and his DraftKings number is kind of reasonable. Even this week, it's sixty three hundred. I mean, yeah. he's a guy you can get between fifty eight and I, that's a really, really good number. I mean, it's growing every week, but it's not like extraordinary. I mean, and he's giving you a, a ton of production, just like you said, man. Just like you said, it's a good point. The Debo out. There is no George Kittle, right? We, we already know about that. And and this is a guy that can do so much. And like we said, you know, he can run the jet sweep. He could, you know, he could do the flip pass. He, you know, he can line up a running back if they had to, right? He runs a slant. He goes in and out. Uh, you know, he does the fly routes. I, I can't say enough about him. I love watching him. Uh, I, I think he's a he's an extraordinary talent. And Dan, it just kills me. I just wish he was playing for us. <laughs> No, I agree, and 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 what Jason said, I, I was going to kind of tie that into the past two weeks. He's averaged twelve and a half targets. Um, also, I've mentioned in the past, don't chase the points from previous weeks, but you can tell with certain players that that's not going to end. The trend is not going to end. Derrick Henry's, you can chase his points. You can chase, and I believe you can chase Brandon Ayuk's points. When Corey Davis went off, I was like, you can't chase his points from last week. But a Brandon Ayuk, you can. I just feel that it's going to continue. And 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 a, and a little side play off of that is is born on his team. Um, with with Samuel being out and Ayuk being the main man, you know he could be he could be focused on more by the other team. And now you have Bourne as a potential sleeper as a DF play. You know. No, I like that. I, I like I, yeah, I like that. I've had I had Bourne in a lineup you know, a few weeks. Uh, before yeah, he's and, trending up as well. Yes, he is, and and he's another guy who's steady, steady targeted every week. I mean, I think he I, he doesn't put up crazy numbers, but for a guy that's a really low value in that four thousand dollar range to get you steady eight nine points a week, that's pretty good. Especially you're going to pay ninety five hundred for Derrick Henry. You need guys like that, right? You definitely need guys like that. So that's a good point about chase of points, though, because you know Corey, you, you bring up a good point, Corey Davis. I mean, you just he's so flip flop, flip, he flip flops more than the Eagles fans, right? right. Uh, with with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. So I have to say I have to get that in every now and then. But uh, it's the truth. But, yeah, so you already know, at least with Brandon, he's steady. John, where, where, let me ask you this, John, because you're a numbers guy. Um, I, I, without even looking, if you remember, where do you where do you feel you had him ranked before the season uh, in preseason ranks out of out of the rookies? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, out of just the rookie yeah, receivers? Just, yeah, just out of the rookies. I mean, do, do, do you remember off the top of your head? I don't. I didn't have any rookies rated high, and okay. I never do, and I never will in terms of going into a fantasy football season with a rookie receiver. If you had rugs rated high, you blew your draft pick. You right. know what I mean? Like, think about True. all the guys. If you if you had Rager high, you blew your draft pick. I mean, is CD Lamp was good when um, Dak was you know under center. Judy had flashes outside of Justin Jefferson's the only one. And if anything, he were, he probably would have been lower than all of those higher ranked um, receivers, you know, going into the year. I can't tell you in about two seconds where I had him ranked preseason. Well, I'm just wondering where he, where he was, because there wasn't, there wasn't a ton of, 
of talk about him in the preseason. Uh, again, it's it's really hard to differentiate from the NFL product to the fantasy product uh, because, you know, as an NFL receiver, I thought he was going to be good. I, I didn't think it was going to be productive like this for fantasy just because I didn't think he was going to get the volume. I, I just thought, there were, you know, that's a running team out there in San Francisco, and he's a number two, number three guy, actually, because who knew George Kittle was going to go down, right? So you have Kittle, you have Debo, uh, right? And, and and then you have the three-headed monster for the running attack. So, But he, he's played extremely well, man, very productive. Just Yeah, just I'm just looking. I was curious now. C.D. Lamb I had at 38, Jerry Judy at 40, Henry Ruggs at 45, and Ayuk was down at 69. Exactly. See, and that's exactly because nobody nobody predicted it. And Trevor says, should I start Ayuk over McLaren? I would. I would. You should start I, both. I, what's that? I, I would start both. Well, yeah, who was yeah, the other guy? Start both, but I, I would start Brandon Ayuk over, uh, over yeah. Scary Terry. Uh, you know, I, I, with the quarterback situation out there and, you know, you know listen, Scary Terry's been steady, but Ayuk has been more explosive. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, he's the number one, like Dan said, he's the number one receiver right now. Uh, he's the number one red zone threat. And Kyle Shanahan's going to do, it, listen, Kyle Shanahan, I'm not afraid to say this, he's an offensive genius. He really is. What he can do, you cannot underestimate with an offensive game plan. So, uh, <laughs> Trevor says, Tony, I'm sending you my roster. Give me a second. So, we'll get to see who he's got so we can actually help him out you know, the right way. But, uh, yeah, Brandon Ayuk, definitely definitely a guy that will be on my roster uh, going forward for, for the end of the year. Uh, speaking of that same team, we mentioned it earlier with the running back carousel. I mean, let me ask you guys because I, you know, listen, I, I've had my, you know, my son being sixteen, they're they're in fantasy, and he's like, Dad, I have Raheem Moster. What should I do? And I'm like, Listen, I don't feel comfortable with any running back on the San Francisco 49ers unless somebody gets injured and so, between Moster and Wilson, because no matter what, those two guys, you can't win. You know, you just can't win. But they they really, I'll be honest with you, I think they really love Jeff Wilson, and I think they like him more than Mostert because uh, he's definitely getting more opportunities. Jason, I mean, what do you think of this situation out there? No, you're completely right. And and Wilson gets everything with inside the 10. So yes. as, a, as a fantasy owner, I don't want Mostert. I like him a lot. I think he's really talented, and I think he's probably the best back on the team. But if Wilson's getting everything inside the 10, then you're taking away so many, you know, so much possibility for points, and I don't – Personally, I don't think you can play either one of them because I don't think either one of them is going to be steady enough. I mean, Wilson or uh, Mozart's usage in the past three weeks has only been 11 carries, five carries, and nine carries. So it's not he's not doing enough with a high of 65 points. So he's not really doing enough, and, and Wilson's you know vulturing him every single time when they get close down to the end zone. So I don't like either one of them. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's just been bad. Uh, you know, the, the usage, just like you said, the usage has been bad, man. It's such a shame because, you know, we we, we seen what Moser could do, right? I mean, he was electric last year. I mean, he won people championships with, with, with one or two of his performances. So it's just a shame because I, you just don't know what to do. Dan, what do you think of it? No, I – that's you stay away from those running backs. And, and the funny thing is a couple of weeks ago, we would have said the same thing about Indianapolis and the Rams. But all of a sudden, the three-headed monster has become a one-headed monster for both teams. It's now Acres. Not me. I was no? I, 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 I was on Acres four weeks no, ago. No, no, no. You were on Acres. No, right, but I'm saying – but but, but still, 
No, you, I don't. You, you know, if you I if can't. you were owners of those guys, and and Al Taylor, so they're, they're start they're starting to now at least for the fantasy playoffs. If you're still alive and you have those players, and if you if you want to feel confident with the DFS pick, at least you now know that the Colts and the Rams situation is stabilized. I think not the case in San Francisco. You have tough decisions if you're one of those owners. You know, if you're if you're a Moster guy or you're a Wilson guy, you have, I mean, you're probably more of a Moster guy, right? At this time, like like my son just picked up Jeff Wilson. Was like, should I start him? I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I I wouldn't start either of them. Like, is there anybody else? So I told him to pick up Gus Edwards. He picks up Gus Edwards. And I'm like, I'd rather start Gus Edwards. At least I know he's getting 12, 13 carries. I don't know what these other two guys are going to get, you know? It's just, it's just the world of fantasy. John, you feel, I'm I'm, going to guess you feel the same way, right? Yeah, it's the same way you felt going into the year. Jeff Wilson was a number four running back with Mostert, Coleman, McKinnon. You don't know week to week what it's going to be. It's the the Belichick story at running back, you know, over the hand, past handful of years. You don't know which one's going to come out. If you want to roll the dice, more than likely one of their running backs is going to have a good game. Good luck guessing it week to week. Right. And I'll tell you what, I, I mean, I kind of agree with both of you that Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers have, have stepped ahead of the pack. But at the same time, I will just caution that we've thought that about many players throughout this whole year about them having two good games and coming out ahead of the pack. And it didn't necessarily work out that way. I'm on the same board with you guys, but I am not 100% all in that I'm counting on 20 plus carries for the next three weeks. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm still. 100% invested in Cam Akers. You 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 don't you don't get that kind of production and just go away from him. Uh if he if he would have made a bad play or missed a block or fumbled a ball or did, he he's been too productive. There's no way Mc, McVay's a very smart guy. He's wanted him all along. So I, I that John I disagree with, but I I understand you always have to have caution, but Al says you guys made me change my mind, changed my lineup and took Henry and the kid from San Fran. I I love it. I love it. Now I have to, I have to give, man. I have to give. You know, Trevor sent us his lineup. Uh, but first of all, let's get Carlos checking in from YouTube. Cam Akers or Chris Carson? He wants to know. Hey, Carlos, thanks for checking in. Uh, we're gonna, we'll talk about this right now. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button if you would, buddy. Uh, Cam Akers or Chris Carson? Interesting, interesting play. Jason, what's your first thoughts about this? Uh, you know, my gut instinct is Cam Akers on this one. Yes. Like you said, he's been a stud for the past few weeks. And I think uh, Seattle's going up again. I think they're at Washington, right? So I don't really love that too much. Me neither. Um, Cam and Akers, Jets, me, 100%. And you, got, and you got Akers going up against the Jets. True. Good point. Yeah, even better. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going Cam Akers all day. I'm going to play Cam Akers. He's going to be in a lot of my lineups, too. I, I feel like he's underpriced, too, this week. Yeah, what is his number this week? I didn't even 66, look. Uh, yeah, see, that's a great value, man. That is a great value, in my opinion. That is a sixty-six hundred against against the Los against the New York Jets. I mean, and the funny thing is, Carlos, if you look at DraftKings, you, actually Carson is ranked higher than Acres, and he's two hundred dollars more against a better defense. So that's where you have to read between the lines, and, and, and you know, and, and they're playing at Washington, and Seattle's offense has been stuttering a lot lately. So, and Washington's defense has been off the charts. So again, I know Carson. 
he's averaging more points. I get it. And when he's in there, he is a workhorse. I understand. I just I, I don't like the matchup. I'm with Jason. I go Cam Akers. Dan, what's your opinion? No, I'm definitely Cam Akers. And it's funny, last week I had I had Carson in a few of my lineups. Um and I would have been wrong last week if I chose Carson over Akers, which I would have last week. But this week for sure it's Akers. John, you feel the same way? Deci- decision comes down to uh Carlos Hyde. Ooh. Carlos Hyde is way too involved. If Hyde was not in the picture, I would probably still take Carson with that tough matchup. They're basically splitting carries, so I'm going Acres. That's a good point, John, because if you look at it, you know, last week, uh, even get, even Carson went up against the Jets last week, only got 12 carries in a 40-3 win. Uh, the week before against the Giants, he got 13 carries because, again, like John's saying, Carlos Hyde well, being involved, right? And, and Hyde's had 14, 15, 15 carries in three of the past four weeks. Granted, the other one was two. But point is, three of the past, past four weeks, he's, he's vulturing 14 carries. There's only so many to go around, you know? No, you're right. And you're right. And and no matter what, Russell Wilson wants to air the ball out. So, like you said, there's there's only there's only enough carries to go around. So, yeah, Carlos, listen, man, I, I think we're all set here that we're all over uh, the Cam Akers wagon. Now, Carlos checks back in. He says, nervous about this Miami game. Do you think I stick with Jason Sanders or start Carlson? Now we're going kickers. We're going kickers. I like it, though. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. And listen, you got to go by matchup, right? This is an important week. These people are in the playoffs, and you know they're they're thinking about what's going to give me the, the the best advantage to win here. And and again, I, I you know listen, uh, you know I'm not a huge kicker guy. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I I don't really look at kickers. Uh, you know, Jason, they're you know, going up against New England. Uh, New England's reeling right now. They really are. Uh, but one thing I will say. You know, you know, just look at it from this perspective that Bill Belichick is always a master at stopping the opposing the opposing team's best player. That best player is Tua. So if he can get the Tua and he can rattle in that 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 defense may get the Tua a lot and that offense may flounder. So that's one thing I I think that you need to look at. What you're saying, nervous about this Miami game? It makes sense, man. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, that's what so, I was going to say too about that New England game. Is that Belichick against a rookie quarterback every right. single time you take Belichick. Look what he did to Herbert a couple weeks ago when they had that miserable game when they won 45 nothing or something. And so, yeah, I'd stay far, far away from the Dolphins this week. That's a, that's though- a great point, man. That's a great point. And, you know, you're, you're, if you're talking about Daniel Carlson, I mean, he's going up against the Chargers, who that team is reeling right now. They're not a good football team. Uh, and, and, you know, and Vegas is showing Derek Carr is playing his ass off right now. Uh, so, you know, they got that team rolling. So, I listen, I would – I know it's only kickers. Right, but I I think I would I would definitely start Carlson. I would not I would not stick with Jason Sanders. Look at John. John, what do you think, John? Talk Sanders. talk to us, John. Sanders, I'm going Sanders. Well, Nobody knows. I mean, you're nitpicking. It's a difference between you know, uh, you're talking field position. You're talking you know going for it on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal. It's all about how many field goal opportunities they have. Look, matchups well, are all well and good, but I just Sanders is getting at least two field goals every game. They're on they got the winning the winning record. I'm going Sanders. I'm not turning away from a guy that's been he's been kicking lights out this year. It's a good point. I, I mean, Dan, what you have you have a rebuttal here? 
No, I don't have a rebuttal per se. Is the game in New England or Miami? The game is in Miami. All right. So I, I then then Sanders, because I'm a proponent of weather with kickers this time of year. Okay. So if you have your if you have um I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Baltimore. Uh, help me Baltimore out here. Tucker. Baltimore. Tucker. Tucker. Jason. If you have Tucker, if you have Tucker kicking in cold weather, a potential potential snowy game in Buffalo, and you have Carlson in, in Vegas, I would say go Carlson. Weather scares the hell out of me with kickers. No, that, that's a good point. It's a good point. Dome and nice weather games. That's that's what you want to look for for kickers this time of year. It's definitely it's definitely crapshoot. It is, but I will say this yeah. to John's point. Uh, you know, since week nine, uh, you know, he has at least two attempts every single game, and he has three games where he has four or more. So uh, he he definitely has the potential to do more with less. I just I, I'm with Jason, man. I I, I don't I I'd be nervous too. I don't like the Belichick factor. I just don't. I I could see that team getting blanked. I could see him maybe getting a defensive touchdown. You know, depending on if it's if it's uh, I was going to call him Jake Stedman from Rookie of the Year, uh, but uh, Jared Stidham, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jake Stedman, right? Jake Stedman, yeah. Rookie of the Year. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, at the end of the day, I, it, listen, I, I that's who I would go with. I mean, it, I. You just never know. I, you know, I just don't see them doing a lot on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but what? So, Carlos, I hope that helps you out. And let us know. Hit the subscribe button. Let us know how you made out. Now, I have to get to Trevor here because he sent me his roster and he wants us. He wants us to help him. Now, I, you know, I have to laugh, okay? Because the first thing I do is pull up, and Trevor's probably laughing already. His team name is Ladies Want the Long Cocks, okay? Which is. <laughs> Wonderful. Great day, Trevor. I love it. Very creative. So let's go down this lineup real fast. Trevor is, a, a you know, part of the family here. A tremendous follower. A tremendous person. I love it. Great show. Upper Bowl podcast. Uh, just on it this week. Uh, I really appreciate it. He has Josh Allen at quarterback right now. Aaron Jones and James Robinson. Uh, followed up by McLaren, oh. Stephon Diggs. Uh, Tanyan at tight end. Eckler at his flex, Rams defense, and Kyler uh, Carlos Santos as his kicker. Wow, damn! Trey. All right, so <laughs> go with Ayuk. Yes. Yep. That's the only decision, then. Yeah. That. Yeah, I I, I agree. I against, yeah. against Dallas. I, I I definitely I definitely put Ayuk in there for McLaren. Oh, I yeah. do. Uh, I I don't think it's a no Brady. I mean. Maybe again, I hate, and I know it's, it's you know, it's against a thirtieth ranked defense and all, but I hate the Thursday night games. Uh, I well, know, and you, you know, know what, all, you know what, Tone? Uh, you know, Eckler's got a, a question mark again. He's got a quad injury. Yep. That's so what I'm talking about. Yep. I, pay it, pay attention to that. Put McLaren Ayuk in your flex, and then what do you got left? The running back, you know. So yeah, you might have see. to do some. Uh, he has Adjusting there. Naheem Hines and Ronald Jones. And Ronald Jones, who no, everybody oh, thought was going yeah. to be the guy, now he's out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not only does he have a bad finger, but now he's got COVID. 
So, you know, not, not a, that, listen, if you're a Tampa Bay fan, uh, you know, I know Bruce Arian says we can do any damn thing we want, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that, Bruce. It doesn't really look like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was a pretty ballsy comment. So I, I, I still listen. I still 100% agree with everybody. Ayuk's got to be in there. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. My mind got to be in there. Uh, l- l- let's turn us around a little bit. L- I, I want to ask about this to John. Because uh, I know John's on the inside here, and there's a lot of stuff going on with Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, uh, with the you know the so-called benching of Deontay Johnson, uh, you know for dropping balls. John, can you give it? You know, is this something that we're really going? to – I mean, this is the number one receiver in Pittsburgh that now all of a sudden gets benched, and you know he gets kind of dropped down a notch a little bit. What's going on out there? I mean, the ball's coming out so quick. They're they're trying to make a move because they're trying to make a play before they're catching the ball. All right, it, it's rookie mistakes, number one. He did it the first week of the season, too. Remember, he muffed a punt on uh, in, the, in the first game of the year, and then he had another ball, ball or two or fumbled or dry. He had, like, the yips. You know what I mean? He's just – he wasn't concentrating. Yips, and I love the yips. I, I, I can see that from him. He showed – like, he has a lot of good games, but he has those – stinkers where I don't know if it's a lack of concentration or what it is. Um, yes, he was benched. He dropped two more balls after Tomlin called all the receivers out, including tight ends. Then he comes out the first game after and he drops two balls. All right. So that was kind of the end of it. It was, yo, you got to sit down and think about it. It wasn't a punishment. It's like, yo, we just can't have this. We can't have this. We need to win a game. So, and that's when, I mean, you look at, I really expected a big game out of Juju because that is your shorthanded guy. If you're worried about drops, throw it to Juju. And Ebron was doing his same thing. I mean, that was a knock on him all of his career was the drops. Um, look, I, it's not like Tomlin's going to bench him because he is, I mean, he's a rookie. He, he was their uh, high draft pick. They think, you know, they want to groom him into a starting receiver for the Steelers, which they are. So, I mean, he's still their guy, but he's going to have to do some work, you know, to uh, for consistency purposes. You know, will he get benched again? Quite possibly. It's going to take two drops in a game, so he may be fine next week. He he could come out and catch nine balls next week, and I don't think anybody would bat nine. But, That's, no, you're right. You're right. But there, didn't there, this, there, didn't this happen to question. Plaxico? I'm sorry. Did yeah. did this happen to Plaxico before? Yeah, he yeah he wasn't good at catching the ball. That was a prior regime, but yeah, same same type of thing. Right. So we, it's not like we we haven't seen this before, right? I mean, uh, we, we we it's definitely something we've seen in the past. So, uh, but again, you, you, it's something you have to take an eye on because you know we're we're talking about you know in my opinion I, one of the most dominant fantasy receivers up to this point. I mean, when he was in and he was healthy, uh, he was dominant man like multiple touchdown dominant uh, you know we talked about this juju even though he's shorthanded wasn't getting the yards i mean he you know seven catches 40 yards i mean who's that helping but deontay was the guy with the double digit touchdowns week in and week out so this is a big deal for fantasy owners going forward i mean i, I you know you, i guess you bump do you bump clay jason do you do you bump clay pull up in this situation now, do you, do you bump Juju up and you kind of take him down? What, what, what do we do here? 
You know what? I mean, I obviously he he had the two drops the other day, which was bad. He got benched, but he only got benched for the second quarter. He still played seventy three percent of the offensive snaps for his team, which is about what he's played the entire year. I think it's a lot to do about nothing. Obviously, the drops are a problem. I'm not going to say they're not a problem. He's leading the league in drops, so that is an issue. But on the flip side of that, in games that he stays healthy and plays the entire game, he's averaging almost 12 targets a game. Like, I want him in my lineup. I, I mean, uh, drops, of course, they suck and everything like that. But <laughs> for fantasy purposes, I want him in the lineup all the time. And he, I mean, the dude's a stud. And, and Tomlin was trying to make a point with him the other day, and I fully support that too. I'd be pissed off if my guy was dropping balls all the time. But I feel like the benching was like one of those like token benchings, and I feel like it was a lot to do about nothing. Could have been. Could have been. I mean, every now and then, you know, who knows? Could it could it actually stem from something else as well? I mean, we've seen that before. Maybe something else happened that we're not privy to, and this was a way for Tom to basically cover that up, and, you know, and try to make a point, right, John? And, and like, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, kind of what going along the same lines is that they throw so many short passes that I agree with John's point of they're trying to make moves before they even get the ball because Pittsburgh can't run the ball at all right now. So I feel like they're yep. throwing these short screens to kind of you know supplement the run game at this point so i feel like john's point is completely right about that too sorry to cut you off no and and i'll look it, it comes down to fantasy football is based on nfl games and this this steelers offense we gotta we don't know what it's actually gonna be we know what it's been but it's gonna come down to the game plan are they obviously these short passes that were working earlier are now getting anticipated so they're going to have to change their game. Does that mean that all of a sudden Chase Claypool and James Washington are getting more shots down the field to keep defenses honest, just like stacking a box with eight? If all you have to do is worry about covering receivers for three yards, I mean, you know, that's a pretty simplistic thing to do. So could the game plan, plan change slightly with taking deeper shots? And if if Ben has a you know starts getting a comfort or going after Juju more because he's like look, I know the guy's open, but look, Juju's been catching every ball. I just got to get it to him. So I I completely agree with you, Jason, that, I mean, double-digit targets and the volume that he's been getting. But, you know, it's just one of them things. There's a slight possibility. Look, that offense needs to change. So the question is, when that offense changes, I do believe Deontay Johnson will still be the guy. But there are possibilities that, you know, they morph it slightly. I wouldn't mind seeing two tight end sets. Ooh, look at you. You're going two tight end sets. Yeah, Vance McDonald and Eric Ebron. I mean, come on. You you and Philly know about the two tight ends. Yeah, yeah, we do. We absolutely do. Uh, 100%. I mean, that listen, I you, you know, you would think that they would more they would have more two tight end sets, especially for a team like Jason said who's struggling to run the ball. Uh, you know, it's 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 really odd that, you know, and that's that's the funny thing, you know, when we're not over top of the the team and we're not in that town and we don't follow them by heart. I mean, I know John, you're a team, so it's a little different for you, but you know, for us, we have to go by just kind of like the outside looking in when people come and start talking about the Philly situation, right? It's really hard for us to digest it and, and, and analyze, especially during, during COVID. Yep. Well, now you know how I feel about the Phil or the Eagles and the Phillies all the time. It's it's not as easy to you know. I right. I, I got to put work in. You know, the Steelers yeah. are easy for me. I love it, man. I love it. 
But listen, let's get to, you know, we're 48 minutes into this. I want to keep this under 90 minutes, so and we and we have to get to some basketball talk. Uh, so before we go to some basketball talk, let's do what we always do. Uh, let's talk about some, you know, some uh, some values that we find right now this week for DraftKings. Uh, we'll, we'll tell everybody what our lineup is uh, that we're playing, uh, and we'll do a little fancy roulette, and then we're going to move on to some basketball for the final 20 minutes. Uh, but real fast, our, our good old friend Rick checking in, he says he needs Survivor help to to slim the herd i have to pick the dolphins patriots game then for my pick i think taking the titans over lines is safer than ravens over jags hmm a safer uh i i, I mean i think either one of those are safe picks uh, i do i think the lines have the lines have checked it they've checked out they've packed it in the jags they stink they've packed it in uh I, you know I think either way you're safe. I don't know. Dan, what do yeah. you think? Well, so so he's picking two games. He has to go with the Dolphins-Patriots game and then one from the other game? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think you're I think you're safe with either the Titans or Ravens. I, yeah, I'm, no doubt. Yeah. I, 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 no, 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 well, not one or the other either. I mean, because yeah, no. I, I can't I'm, I can't even see the Jags doing anything against Baltimore uh, at all. I, I, I just they, they they're they're putrid right now. They are, and the Lions, and Stafford it might be legitimately hurt for a change, right, yes. Jason? Yeah. He's so hurt. Stafford yeah. doesn't play. Yeah. So he might not even play. So yeah. Titans. Who's playing, Jason? A, if if he don't play, who's the backup? Uh, Chase Chase Daniel is the backup. Uh, I, I, yeah. I had to think for a second because I don't know. Chase Daniel. Oh, yo, that dude! I, listen, before you, I'll tell you right now. There's some guys in the NFL that that, that the print, that, that that the FBI <laughs> needs to lock their ass up for stealing money. And Chase Pool, I mean Chase Daniel, I'll tell you what, he should be locked up for grand larceny. He's been stealing money for years. How is he still he in makes, the league? I don't. He get makes it. four million bucks a year too. Four we, million. We, we paid him eight million dollars. Yeah, and he sucked. I'm, Sign me up for that. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. If I I want to be Chase Daniel when I come back and resurrect from the dead, I'll tell you that. That guy stinks. And he's getting paid. He's, he's a gold mine, man. It's unbelievable. Go ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like Dan said, Stafford's hurt. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the hit that he took. He took a pretty bad hit. And he oh, was holding he? that side. Yeah, he was holding his side. And then he started throwing a little bit like he was okay. And then he reached for a clipboard or something. And he looked like he got shot in the side. So yeah, he's if he plays, he's he's injured. To me though, I still feel like the Lions have a better chance to beat the Titans than, than uh, Jacksonville does against the uh, Ravens. I think the Ravens. I, anybody against Jacksonville at this point, I don't care if Minshew's back yeah. or not. Jacksonville's awful. Yep. So yep, I agree. Jacksonville just wants the Jets to win a game. I just, right. Trevor says, "Who stole more money, Charlie Whitehurst, Chase Daniel, or Chad Henney?" It, it, it's Chase. Chase Daniel. I'm telling you, it's Chase Daniel. Uh, Henney got some playing time. Henny, he did. He did. And Daniel's been getting million, multi-million dollar deals for the last seven years, and he's done nothing, nothing with the opportunity. No. Zero. It's a. It's like I. I don't know. Maybe. I, I Sam Bradford still to me is the all-time stealer yeah. of money. He's the all-time crook in the NFL. Is Sam Bradford twenty million a year everywhere he went, and he sucked. Played like three games, and that was it. 
and he was gone. And then he went to another team. Oh, we're going to franchise him again. It's crazy. He man. essentially got paid twenty million to rehab an ACL. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right? a great deal, man. That is that <laughs> yeah. is a great deal. That's a great deal. Uh, Rick says I, I need to pick between. Oh, he needs he needs the I need to pick between Pats and Dolphins. That yeah that. He needs to pick that game in an, that one guaranteed. And then in addition, okay. he can pick what, you know, okay. those, those are the other two. That's a tough one. Uh, I, haven't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't chime in yet. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, John. No, I'll go. Uh, I'm going to go Dolphins on this one. They're the better team. I don't care about Belichick. They're playing at home. I'm going Dolphins. And uh, I see both points of, I mean, I think Detroit just in general has a better chance against Tennessee. Um, however, that Jacksonville team, they're so pesty. They're like, they just seem like they're always like nipping at your heels. Like did, they had the Packers against the ropes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, but I, I think Baltimore, I don't think they're going to lose that game. So I'll go Baltimore. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I agree 100%. Uh, so, Rick, I, I'm glad to see you're still in it, Rick. I love it. Uh, you're, that's that's a that's a good feat, man. You're week 15, still at Survivor League. That's pretty good, man. That's that's really good. Uh, you know, it's nice to – I have to have you putting in my bets every week. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but let's get let's get to our DraftKings teams. We're, we're, we're 53 minutes in. Uh, let's talk about some values. Um, and we like to do this every week because there is always tremendous value within the draft. DraftKings lineup. Uh, you know, you just look at it. And again, if you're, we talked about it before, if you're going to spend $9,500 on Derrick Henry, you need to find these gems. Uh, and they're there. Okay. They're really there. I, I, I'm going to start. We're going to go right for the quarterback position. Uh, you know, and again, let, you know, we'll go with, like we always do, you know, give us, we're going to give you who we think is our lock uh, to produce at their number and pick one or two guys that we think are value plays. And, you know, I started off at the quarterback position. And and number one, I can just tell you right now, my value play at quarterback is Mitch Trubisky. Uh, uh, you know, I, again, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Mitch Trubisky has, has been fantastic uh, from a fantasy standpoint over the last few weeks. Uh, you know, I understand against Detroit, he only had 15. Team, but still, you know, he's giving you 15 points at 5,000, right? So, you know, 21, 20, or I should say 22, 15, 25. I mean, a guy under 5,500, I, I don't think you can beat it. He goes up against Minnesota. Uh, defense is pretty bad. Uh, you know, they're really not that good. They don't stop anybody. So, you know, I like what he's doing. He always has Allen Robinson out there. So, for me, for my money, 5,500 for Mitch is a, a, a tremendous value and a lock. For me, is Lamar Jackson uh, going up? We just talked about it. Going up against Jacksonville, he's seventy five hundred. I think you're not chasing any points with him. You know what you're going to get. He's going to run. He's going to pass. For me, that's where I'm at. Jason, what are you looking at the quarterback position? Can't believe I'm about to say this. Um, uh, uh, Taysom Hill is my value and my lock of the week. Wow! It sounds insane. Casey? It sounds insane, but I play whoever Kansas City is playing against. I'll play a stack with Kansas City and then the other team's quarterback. I always do that. So Taysom Hill, I I, I don't think Kansas City's defense is good. Um, I think his value at 6,000 is really high this week, and I think that there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. So I I was going into it thinking either Breeze or Hill, whoever played, it sounds like it's going to be Hill. So, yeah, I love uh, Taysom Hill this week, which is the first time I've ever said that. I like it, though. That's ballsy. I like it. 
Definitely. Al, yes, I did just say Mitch. As crazy as it sounds, but again, if you look at his numbers based on that value, I'm telling you, man, he could, again, he could do some big things this week uh, against Minnesota. Uh, so, Dan, where you at, buddy? Value locks? Where you, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, the, the locks are all the elite quarterbacks, in, in particular Rodgers. I mean, all the all the studs have great matchups, but Rodgers is on fire, and he's playing the Panthers. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. he 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 yeah he he's the guy you got to finagle a lineup around him and Adams, and then work your magic around those two. My um, value picks: I have Tannehill at sixty-seven hundred, Goff at sixty-three hundred. I love. I can't believe Baker Mayfield after the two weeks he's he's had is at fifty six hundred. That's crazy. And, Forgot about Baker. And Alex Smith. And Alex Smith, if he plays, is at five thousand. Wow. I I I don't know if I can trust Alex Smith, man. Right, but at five thousand, if and you stack a lineup, you know, True. around them. True. No, you're right, but I can't believe the Baker. He doesn't number. make a lot. Of, I, I forgot about yeah, Baker. Yeah, Baker. Baker is in, in one of my favorite lineups that I have. So, yeah, he's a, a steal at 5,600. Yeah, there's no love for ba- I, I, and Baker. And Al knows. I'm wait, Al knows Baker's my boy. Uh, you know, we talk about it all the time. And, 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 and he's playing against the Giants. It, well, the Giants the Giants have been sitting they, on they defense. Gave up, they gave up another. They began up like 270 up to quarterbacks this year. Yeah, they, they up the last. Maybe not. Week. Maybe not of late, though. Maybe not of late. Yeah, up but. the last week. Now, I, 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 I don't know what they gave up last week, but up the last week, they were only giving up sixteen and a half points per game as a defense. So they, you know, but again, you know, that for fifty six hundred, I mean, Baker's been consistently between five and fifty six. I mean, that he is a tremendous value for DFS. He really is, Correct. John. Who you got, buddy? I just wanted to say with Baker, it is ah, a. It, it is somewhat of a value, but going up against the Giants, Cleveland is going to run the ball. All right. Baker this week is going to revert back to what he did somewhat more closer to the past four weeks. The four weeks prior to the past two. Past two games, he's been outstanding. Before that, look, he just needs to manage a game and they're going to run the ball. I'll so take 220 and two touchdowns. Yeah. That's possible. For yeah, 500, and, right. And that's not bad. But if it's one sixty-seven and one touchdown, that's not, you know. And my back I'm, better go off. <laughs> yeah, and you guys all poo-pooed me last week on my Jalen Hurts, uh, Jalen Ra- or yeah, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Ranger when I, I said to pair him up. I that love it. Dude, that was a total of ninety-five hundred salary, and they put up thirty-one point eight. Wow. I'm just saying, combined, that's over three extra value. Yo, man, you listen. This is what you have to do. This is what I, I got to listen. I'm going to say this live, John, because I'm serious. You have tremendous picks. I can't remember all of them. When you get something like that, man, <laughs> throw that shit out there. Let the people know, man. Like, yo, this is what this was my pick because I can't well, remember. And I, I would love to because I, I want to give you your props. I forget, quote, man. To quote myself, it's very intriguing, but I don't have the cojones to pull the trigger. Right. You have so to. You threw it out there towards the end, right, John? Yeah. You have to, John. You have yeah. to. That's my new favorite line, to quote myself. To quote yeah. myself. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> to quote myself. And I don't like say that. he was misquoted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but John, that was a tremendous yeah. pick. Seriously, yeah. I mean, they're the, they're the kind of things that that we want everybody listening to understand. I mean, you know, listen, we are we will never lay claim to perfection. Nobody, anybody says they're perfect, they're 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 on crack. Straight up, uh, seriously. Dude, it, at the end of the day, they're not six, perfect. It's sixty five percent, and you're you're yeah. in very good shape. I was just going to yeah. say, you know? if you could show that sixty to seventy percent line. You're you're good to go. That means you're going to be in plus money every single week, and that's all that matters. If you put in five lineups and you're coming yeah. out gold on three, and you lose two, I'll take that any day of the week, and anybody will. And then those weeks you go four, one, and five, and zero, oh, yo, strut your stuff, man. Seriously, strut you know what? Your too, stuff. it's the same. It's the same thing with DraftKings too. If if you have one or two good weeks a month, that's good, right? I mean, I'm not gonna sit yes. here and say. I mean, like I would say, I go about fifty percent. I'll have a couple nice weeks in a row and then I'll go two, three weeks where I absolutely suck at it. So don't lose faith. Just no. do the same thing. I would say do the same thing at DraftKings, do the same process with your bets and stick to that process. Tweet the process. The process. Tweet the pro. I like that. You're trying to hashtag tweet the process. Al says hundred percent. He did say John should post his lineup every week. John's picks. I'm telling you, man, you need to you, tell Al, please I didn't tell even my get boy. I didn't even get first place this week. So what? <laughs> Don't matter, man. Listen, here's the thing. There's four of us here, and if we can each give everybody one or two good plays, that's a, that's a great lineup. And yeah. if we can each hit 50% of our picks, that's a great lineup for them, man. That's what we're here to do. Uh, you did throw a couple votes out. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? John's throwing some votes out. Like, where did these come from? I'm like, I, I, it caught me by surprise, man. I love yeah. it. For those perusing Twitter, look at just looking at like the, the latest. Well, you got to throw your picks out there, man. They're too good. They're too good. Uh, Let's get the running back. So, Sick oh, I, so my yeah. quarterback picks, which we did, we. Oh, that's right. You're, uh, right. you're all I'll, over the Jalen Hurts wagon. Ba I forgot. Ba Baker Mayfield's good value at fifty six hundred. Um, Hurts at fifty nine hundred. No no, 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 no. Now you're not allowed to pick Baker. I'm no. not picking Baker. No, no, no. I, said, no, I don't want to hear you <laughs> talk about Baker. That's my boy, and you've been killing me about Baker. Oh, no, no, no. You're not going to pick what? somebody else. You know what? I know. You're right. I'm done with Baker. Baker is now in the Marcus Mariota category. My Baker God. is done in my book. Get done. It's dead to me. <laughs> dead to me. I love it. Look, I, I don't want to do I don't know. Maybe I should post this one because it's the same thing, but I can't pull the trigger. It's uh, Matt Ryan at 5,400. I know it's Tampa Ooh. Bay, and he's let me down in season-long leagues. But, you know, it was the same thing last week. I didn't want to go with Hurts, so uh, I'm going Matt Ryan for my, nothing, for my cheap play. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing lock, wrong with lock, that. I mean, that's, still, that's a good value. I'm still Mahomes and Brady for my locks. Mahomes and Brady for your locks. Brady at sixty six hundred. So yeah, pick the Tampa Bay Atlanta game. Brady, good, Brady, good quarterbacks. Brady's been scaring me lately, but uh, you know, I will say. I, I mean, I I know he's still Tom Brady, but he's just he hasn't been hasn't been the guy we expect him to be. So John, let's stick right with you and go right to running backs. Uh, we'll, we'll work this way back backwards this time. Running backs values and locks. Who's your value? Who's your locks this week? You know. I, I found it hard to find values. I felt that there were a lot of guys properly priced. Yep. We talked about Cam Akers. I thought his value was right where it should be. Not like it's a good play, but 
you know, if he does regress a little bit, it's really not that good, but he could blow up. There were just a ton of guys right in that middle tier where, you know, I just thought that they were very well priced. Um, in terms of the guys that I would take, I mean, I we mentioned Derrick Henry. Look, you put him in to start trying to build your lineup, and if you're in a pickle, then pull him out and put somebody else in. But I, I got Derrick Henry, Henry paired with uh, Kenyon Drake in one. Ooh, okay. Uh, who is, do I have it written here? 5,500. 5, yeah. And then I have in the other one who I really like to, once again, save the money. Nick Chubb this week, 7,700. You're saving almost $2,000, and they're going up against the Giants. I mean, I just mentioned the Baker Mayfield. It could be a lower passing game and a higher rushing game. So I like Nick Chubb at 7,700 and pairing him up with Leonard Fournette and rolling the dice that he gets some type of volume with no Ronald Jones. Apparently, the co- or someone, coach, coordinator said, he looked good in practice. Take that for what it's worth. But, you know, they did give him a couple games where they gave him high volume, and he was kind of the guy. So are they really going to trot McCoy out there again and start him? He was a healthy scratch last week. Fournette was. Yep. So I don't know. They said he looked good in practice. If he's not a healthy scratch, I could see him getting 60-plus percent of the carries so, you know, it, it, it's a cheap option at uh, – I don't even know what he's at. I well, the funny thing is McCoy actually looked 45. pretty good. 45, yeah. thank you. They need to well, end. you know he's fresh. Yeah, yeah he, he's he, fresh. He, and he looked like he was adamant yeah. about, yo, get me the rock now. Right. I agree. He, no, I agree. Al says he thought Brady was going to be hot coming off a bye. Gave him nothing like 17. I know. I, Al, I thought the same Al, thing, I'm Al. I'm with you. I played him in most you of do. my lineups, Al. Yep. That's one of those times, man. Now, I'm with you, John. I looked at this. I scoured it. And I, we were kind of like the same last week. A lot of guys that were just kind of where they should be, right? So, uh, I'm just going to go one and one Lock for me. Uh, you know, I played him last week. I played him a week before. I'm going to play him again. David Montgomery uh, to me. Uh, 7,000 against Minnesota. Uh, another another game. He's averaging 16 a game. Uh, he, he's finally getting the you know the production based off the volume that he's always received. He's doing more. Uh, last week, it was funny. He breaks off the 80-yard run, and then they kind of went away from him a little bit, right? But, you know, the, the, the good thing about Montgomery is, you know, ever since, you know, Tariq Cohen has gone down, Montgomery has got more and more more involved in a passing game, which we haven't seen in you know you know in the you know in previous seasons. So I mean, he's getting four to five targets a game, which is is good. In the last three weeks, he's averaged twenty eight point one points per game. Uh, so for me, you know, instead of spending that ninety five hundred dollar number on Derrick Henry, I'll take twenty eight points for seven thousand from David Montgomery, and he's going against Minnesota, who again we talked about Minnesota, not a very good run defensive team. And v- value, I found one guy. Uh, you know, I found one guy, and it's Gus Edwards. Uh, you know, Gus Edwards going up against Jacksonville, 4,400. Uh, you know, Mark Ingram is the forgotten man. You, you know, he might as well not even dress. It's J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. And a guy who's going to get you 13, 14 carries and get you red zone production for 4,400 against a Jacksonville team? I'll tell you why. I think he could be my value of the week. Dan, what do you think, buddy? No, I have uh, Gus Edwards was my one of my value picks as well, and and I'm like I'm like you guys too. I was flipping rocks over to find something yep. exciting with running backs this week. Um, I have you know Cam Akers, Kamara, um, 
you know, um, Dobbins, all, all those players are solid. But he, here, here's a guy that this may come out of left field. I have a sneaky feeling about Ito Smith this week. Ooh. He's 4,000. He's out touching Gurley. He's, he's, he's pretty dynamic. The whole Brian Hill experiment that we screwed up on a month ago is yep. finished. Yeah, we look so, like idiots. Uh, <laughs> hey, we, but we weren't the only gotta, ones. And a lot of we people show were human. Right? We're all, we were all but, there. We sold it. But, you know, so so if you're, if you're able to build a nice lineup and you have a flex player that you need to squeeze in for four grand, consider Edo Smith. I like that. I like that. Edo Smith. Hear that name, people. That That's the kind of picks that can win your matchup, man. Edo Smith, $4,000. Who do you got, Jason? Love the Edo Smith pick, first yeah, off. Yeah, I like um, that. Didn't really think of that, but you know what? He's the best back on that team. It's just girly blows at this point in his career. So, yeah, I think Edo's the best. Edo's the best, uh, the best back on that team for sure. Um, my picks are going to kind of echo what John said a little bit. Um, Kenyon Drake is my value pick. I love him this week. 23 carries last week. Anybody that's going to get 20 carries and be still 5,500, I'm all in um, for that. And then – Sounds like a bit of a cop out, but I love Derrick Henry and Montgomery too for the same reasons that we all that we you guys already said. Montgomery's been really solid for that price, and if you want to pay up, I mean, obviously Derrick Henry. So ninety five, not too much dad. Ninety five. Well, Jason, we'll just stick right to you, man. Give us let let's go with your lineup for this week. You you know you're you're going to be playing Dan this week, so let let let's hear what your lineup is this week. No receivers or anything like that. Oh, we we didn't. Yeah, what am I talking? Yeah, I'm glad, Dean. I'm all. You know, I'm looking at the clock, and I'm going. Oh, we're paying. We even do receivers or tight ends. I'm sorry, Jason. Correct. Let, let's let's start off with some uh, receivers before we get to your lineup. Uh, values and uh, values and locks. I'm sorry. Thanks, Dan. You should you so, need to be hosting sure. the show. <laughs> so no. my locks of the week. Um, I absolutely love the Saints game, the Saints and the uh, and the Chiefs game. So I love Tyreek Hill and love Michael Thomas. If I was going to pick one, I would pick Thomas. I think it's going to be there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. So I really really like that game. For my value, I love my boy Denzel Mims. Uh, he's thirty five hundred this week, so I love him. And then I'm going to save my other. Well, no, I'll say it right now. Marquez Veldez Scantling, forty one hundred MVS. He put up. Tw- yeah, put up 20 points last week. I like him to get targeted a lot, and Rodgers has been on fire. So, yeah, he's in my lineup, and a uh, little spoiler alert, but he's in my lineup, and I really like him as a DFS play. That's a low number, man. That's a low number. Right? And like you said, Rodgers is on fire, man. Uh, Dan, what do you got, buddy? All right, so um, I'll, I'll just give you my value, guys. Um, and I, 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 this this was the position where I, I was having fun with this. I wasn't turning rocks over. I love <laughs> Russell Gage at 4,700. He's averaging seven and a half targets the past two weeks. I love Curtis Samuels, 4,800, nine targets the past two weeks average. I love Rashard Higgins, averaging nine and a half targets the past two weeks. I think T.Y. is back, and he's still being low-balled at 5,500. I hate to say it, it pains me. Nelson Aguilar is getting targeted 10 times a week. He's worth five, He's a $5,000 pick. Um Bourne is 4,100. And here, here's my sleeper of all sleepers. And he's actually being played at running back, even though he's listed on DraftKings as a receiver. Lynn Bowman Jr., yep. 3,600. I seen that last week, man. He, he, sparked up on a, he sparked up on a radar, man. He sparked up on a radar for Miami. 
I like I, I like it, man. I like it. That's, that's some good value right there. Listen again. The, the, listen, we we can talk about locks all day. It's all just about that number, but the values are you know when you can hit on these forty four, you know the thirty four hundred dollar guys, man. You have no that is what separates you from everybody. You just gotta hit on one, man. And if your if your studs continue to be studs, you're golden. You're gonna win, John. Who you got, buddy? Um. I'm digging Mike Evans this week at 6,500. Um, Juju at 6,000. And I, li I like AB at, uh, Ooh. where is he? He's 5,400. Those are just my middle-of-the-road guys who I think are going to have good games, aren't overpriced. Um, values, Gallup at 3,500. Um, you know, we, we talked yeah. about him last week. Um, and, and just to touch on, you know, we, we were talking about running backs and the, and the value at 4,000. I just feel like I never get those $4,000 running backs because I can always find a $3,500 receiver that has, you know, it may not be that slow and steady seven points, but you can get a Gallup or, you know, one of these guys to actually step up and score you some meaningful points as opposed to just kind of muddling through, but. Gallup, um, Traquan Smith of of your pick from last week, Tony. Yeah, he's um, done with me. I, I'm done. With well, Traquan yeah, Smith. but I, I will tell you, he he's the <laughs> he's the cheapest option. Like, if you really need to fit in salary at thirty two hundred, he is the lowest floor that I could possibly go. Um, I like Hunter Renfro at thirty six hundred. I, I um, like Hunter. And yeah, we already said Rashad Rashard Higgins. Possibly James Washington at thirty nine hundred. Yeah, I'm with, listen. I, I'm with you guys. I mean, I you know, listen. I'm, I'm kind of with Dan. Where you know, I'm just going to name some values. The only guy I I really really like, and we talked about him for me as lock, and you know, at a sixty three hundred dollars number is Brandon Ayuk. I just I I love yeah. him. I, I I think at that number, uh, he is a a lock to get what he's supposed to get, which is averaging 16 points per week. I have no problem thinking he's not going to get 20 and for $6,300. That's a great value. I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this. And, John, you said digging deep, right? You know, with, 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 with Traquan Smith, with his floor being really low, uh, you know, his value being tremendous. I'm going to go even uh, $200 more. And I'm going to go with Alshon Jeffrey at 3,500 now, or 3,400. And, and the reason why is because no matter what anybody says, we can watch Twitter all day long in Philadelphia here. That, that we're oh, we're going to ride if we don't get Travis Fogelman sometime. Uh, you know, I've said this before. We don't. We have no idea what goes on in practice. This is a COVID year. We we are. You know, our hands are tied. We, we don't see film. We don't see interviews. We see nothing. We have no idea what's going on. All I can tell you is Alshon Jeffrey is a veteran. We've never claimed Alshon Jeffrey to be a speedster. We never claimed Alshon Jeffrey to be this breakaway burner. What we did claim him to be is a back shoulder catch kind of guy and a guy who can, who can catch, he can out muscle for possession. And you seen last week Jalen Hurts targeted Alshon Jeffrey as much as he could when he was open and when he felt comfortable. And I think this week, you know, he's getting healthier. Doug made a point. 
in Philadelphia to say that Alshon is getting healthier and he's looking better. I think they're going to form a nice rapport together between Jalen Hurts and Alshon Jeffrey. So for 3,400, I think that's a steal. Scotty Miller, I like a 3,200. Uh, you know, even with Antonio Brown and Mike Evans, you know, and Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller still continues to catch touchdowns. Uh, so for 3,200 dollars against Atlanta, it's a good play. And how about that, Chad Hansen? Where's Chad Hansen come from? Practice squad guy comes up. What does he do last week? He's just the number one receiver for the Houston Texans, and he goes against Indianapolis this week. I know they're a tough defense, but again, at $4,200, he's going to get seven to eight to nine targets in that offense, whether it be, you know, productive time or garbage time. They're my three values. Uh, you know, I, I can't find anybody else, man, but I liked them. I, I do. I think uh, hey, hey, those are the kind of guys I like. What's up, man? The um, Hanson pick, I, I like that too, but then I did some research, and they said they're putting them back on the practice squad. Get out of here. How are they doing that if they have no receivers? Well, that's Cook, what, they, that's, that's Cook, what I read. And Cook's, they may pull them back before game time, but that's got to be that's, that's got to be a roster move. Like that's got to be something. There's no way he's going back to the practice squad. Well, I, like again, we do the show on Wednesday, so I'm telling you right, right. now that if he's there, he he he's my guy. One hundred. I think they did the same thing last week. They where did? He, okay. he was down, and then they brought him up for the game. Yeah, there's got to be it, something. It, it, it's, it's, it's a slap in the face the way he's been playing, so you're exactly. right. Exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. Al says, watch that dog Jeffrey come up big, too. Shay, I'm telling you, Al, I have a feeling you're, Al Sean Jeffrey's going to have a big week this week in Arizona. And, and listen, a big week, for me, I'm saying five catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. But, again, for $3,400, that wins you your week, man, uh, 100%. I love it. Uh, Jason, uh, did, did you give us all your receivers yet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go. I want to make sure I know yeah. we all said. So let's go tight end. Finishes up with the tight end. I know, you know, again, we don't even need to worry about, you know, if you want to say lock, want to say value. I'm just going to throw one name out there. Uh, you know, just he's a value guy. You know, how I, I, I do with tight ends. $3,400. I'm going to stick with the same team. I'm going to go Zach Ertz. I think Zach Ertz for $3,400 is, is, is a steal. Uh, you know, he he just came back last week. He's, he's, he's getting his feet wet a little bit. Uh, well, obviously, he came back the week before, but first game with Jalen Hurts, getting feet a little bit wet, wet a little bit, getting healthier. Uh, I think Jalen's going to – he's going to lean on Zach Ertz this week, you know, you know in this game because there's going to be a lot of times where he's got to get rid of that that ball quick on a hot read, and, and Zach Ertz, as we know, he's a short-passing guy. So, uh, I, 3,400, I think it's a steal. Dan, tight ends? Um, my, I, I've been going past three weeks with, uh, Cole Komet. He's a 3000 yes. still. He's averaging seven targets the past two weeks. Um, Eric Ebron, just steady 4,400, eight targets the past two weeks on average. Um, I can't believe Thomas is still valued as low as he is. He's, I think he's officially taking that step as, as a tight end on, on, on their team. I mean, there's, he's averaging eight targets the past few weeks. Um, Arnold isn't a volume guy, but he just, all he does is catch touchdowns. And my non my non superstar, but a solid tight end is Hawkinson. I think he's in the five thousand range. He's at fifty two. Let me see what fifty two. Thank you. So he's, he's he's getting ten targets a week. Yeah, he's a stud. He is, man. Tarkinson is a stud. Jason, that's one thing you guys got out there in Detroit is tight ends. I can tell you that. 
You know what's funny about Hawkinson, too? I, they were talking on sports radio today about Hawkinson. If he wasn't picked eighth overall, we'd probably have a lot more appreciation for him. But because they passed on so many good defensive players and drafted him eighth overall, I just it's kind of put a dark cloud over him. I can see Two that. Iowa guys in the first round that year, him and Font. Really? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, they both went to Iowa and they're both first-round picks. What are the wow. odds of that happening? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Who knows? Jason, you have any tight ends? My main man, Herb Smith Jr. I just love the guy. <laughs> yeah. he, I'm talking about a guy that yeah. just catches touchdowns. John likes That's another it, guy. And 3,600, I, I love him this week. He's going to be in a lot of my lineups. I like that. I like that. John, John likes him some Irv Smith. He was, he was my sleeper going into the year, like yeah. going into, into seasonal drafts. I mean, he was my sleeper. Um, uh, well, and, and it was a nice segue, the Iowa tight ends. I think Noah Fant at 3,800 is tremendous value. If you want to get down and dirty, Dalton Schultz at 3,200. Outside of that, to me, there's two options. Hawk, the our aforementioned Hawkinson. And Travis Kelsey at eight thousand. I mean, you got to treat him as a receiver if you're putting exactly. them in there. That's the bottom line. So if, if you dare go Mahomes, and then it's basically you either have to take Hill or Kelsey. Hill's eighty eight hundred. Kelsey's eight thousand. So I'm just saying, like you look at the tight end landscape. When you see what guys am I actually comfortable with? To me, it's Kelsey and Hawkinson. The rest of that, you know, yeah, you could find a gem. They could have a good matchup. They could play well. But those are the only two guys um, that I feel like I can count on production this week. It will happen. Kelsey's going to nah, lead the league like in receiving. It. I mean, that's insane. It's he's he's twelve hundred fifty yards right now. He he's going to probably get to fifteen hundred receiving yards for a tight end. That's insane. He yep. he, he is absolutely. He's I mean he is unbelievable. I I slept. On Travis Kelsey, man. I mean, you and you just look at what he's averaging week in and week out. I mean, he is. I, we're, we're talking about Stone Cold Locks. I mean, this guy 30, 30, 30. I mean, you know, I, I mean, 30. I mean, it, like, it's ridiculous. You go week eight, 28. Week 9, 29. Week 11, 30. Then he gives you a, a, a 16, and then he gives you two 30s again. I mean, to think he's not the number one option. He's already, like you said, 90 catches, 1250. Uh, amazing year. I mean, he's he's trying to make you forget about the name Tony Gonzalez uh, every single week. That's for damn sure. I could tell you that, man. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a tremendous player, no doubt, no doubt. Um, now, here comes the fun part of the show. Uh, where we do our lineups for the week, and I and I love this. And John, we're gonna start with you this week. Uh, you know, actually, now let's go to the other side. We'll start. You know, we'll go backwards. We'll go Dan, Jason, beans are playing each other. We'll, we'll we'll see what Dan's got in store for us this week. Uh, and again, everybody listening, these are the lineups we play against each other. So you know, if you like the lineup, play it. Maybe you like a couple from Jason, a couple from me, a couple from John, a couple from Dan. I mean, it's why we do this to give you options, but also for bragging rights amongst the show. So, uh, Dan. Let us know what is your what is your fantasy firebox lineup this week. All right, now, it, like you said, it's Wednesday, yep. and you know I haven't built my fifty lineups yet. So <laughs> Dan loves lineups, man. That's uh, so yeah. Funny. So, but the lineup I'm looking at now, the few that I have configured, I'm going to go with this: Josh Allen, a quarterback; Alvin Kamara; Dobbins, a running back. Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, uh, and Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, Richard Higgins at wide receiver, Hawkinson at tight end, my flex is Tim Patrick, 
And then the gum on the bottom of my shoe is the Bengals. The gum. I love how you say that, man, because it's so true. I mean, we talked about that, and it's so true. Uh, you know, because we do this all the time. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, whatever I have left. Guess what? That's where I'm going. That's right. That's a nice lineup. I like that, man. I do. I, I, I really like that lineup. I think, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so nice when you, you got to fly around that money as much as you can, and it's sometimes it's very difficult. Uh, it really is. So uh, nice work. I like that. So what do you got, Jason? That That's a really good lineup. Uh, definitely second place lineup right there for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going with Mr. Taysom Hill. Like I said. That's right. Taysom Hill, like I said, uh, I'm, my running backs are Jonathan Taylor and Kareem Hunt. My wide receivers are Brandon Ayuk, Michael Thomas, and Veldez Scantling. Tight end, Travis Kelsey. Flex is Denzel Mims, and then the Broncos defense. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. They like that Denzel Mims, don't you? I play him every week. I, 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 listen, you know, we all have the, the funny thing is we all have those guys. You know what I mean? Like we all have those guys, and that's what I like about it. Like you know, yeah, you, you have those certain guys you'll play, and again, they don't cost you much, right? But if you if you hit on them, it makes you look really good, doesn't it? That's a you know what I mean. That that's that's the good part about it. All right, John, hit. You know, I, I'm waiting for this. I I I got to find out exactly where you're going here. Talk to me. What do we got? Oh, we touched on some of it. I'm I'm going with the best quarterback in the league with Mahomes. I mean, all the dude does is put up stats. So I'm going Mahomes. I think Chubb saving that money on Henry. I'm going with Chubb. I'm taking a chance on Fournette. Um, give me Antonio Brown, Juju, Traquan Smith to save my money, Kelsey at tight end. I'm going Sammy Watkins because he pops in a touchdown. Pair him up with Mahomes. And Washington football team defense, I don't care if they're going up against Seattle or not. That defense is a top-five defense no matter what offense they're playing. Uh, that, so that, that's what I got for you, Tone. They, I'll tell you what. You know, that, that defense, that defense is balling out, man. It really is. I mean, it, 100%, that defense week in and week out is balling out. Now, John, I, I have – you're probably never going to guess some of these guys in my lineup, okay? Uh, Because, again, I like like to get crazy, right? I like to get crazy because I think – Listen, this is fun, man. This is uh, this is fun for me. I like it. A lot of anal- you know, and a, a lot of analysis into these picks. We've talked right. about a lot of these names, uh, but just a different way I like to formulate my lineup. Yeah, what's up? Uh, take it. I hope you take Ampli. Wow, Ampli. Wow. Uh, but I will say this. I did have to watch the football team as my defense as well because so we're we're going to be watched right there. Uh, my starting quarterback is Mitch Trubisky. Uh, it uh, it is why it's crazy. I get it, but listen, I you know I I have a feeling this week, and the reason why is my two running backs I like are Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery. So I wanted to spend fourteen thousand on running backs, and, and and I think those two guys are going to be studs. I like the stack between Trubisky and Montgomery this week. Uh, you know, last week the stack of Trubisky, Montgomery, and Robinson was really good. So I'm going to go two thirds that again this week. Uh, and I'm also going to get the stack of Jonathan Taylor and T. Y. Hilton as one of my receivers. Uh, I had Brandon Ayuk as another receiver. 
receiver. Uh, and I have our practice squad player right now, Chad Hansen, as my third wide receiver, so we could change, but I still think he's going to play. Travis Kelsey is my tight end. I treated him as my number one player this week. Uh, you know, with Jason, I think there's going to be a ton of points in that New Orleans and Kansas City game, no matter what the defense is on the New Orleans side. I think it's going to be fireworks, something like a 38 to 35 game. So Travis Kelsey, I think, is, is prime for a big-time game. And Alshon Jeffrey. I'm going a 3,400 Alshon Jeffrey is my flex. I, I think this is an Alshon week for the Eagles against Arizona. So, you know, I'm left with $300. Uh, you know, I could have got maybe a different receiver, uh, but I like Alshon at 3,400. I think he's a good value. So, John, good luck. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll you see. Know, but our, our, our tight ends and defense cancel out. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like – Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard for me. I normally don't do that, but, you know, you talked about Kelsey last week, and, you know, I start looking, at, and I'm like, wow, this guy is – I because I don't respect the tight end position when I when I do the DraftKings lineups, I never looked at him that way. And now I'm like, wow, this guy is just steady as they come, man. I mean, I don't think there's anybody steadier. Well, and there is something to be said. I mean, to get to get under the salary cap, you have to take so many chances and hit on those things. It's just comfortable. It's yes. like, just, I'm just going to take Kelsey. Well, I know it's a high price tag, but if you mentally just think he's a receiver, you know you're going to get your yeah. money's worth and call it a day. Exactly, exactly. Now, usually this time we'll play a little fancy roulette, but today, because we're pressed for time, we're going to skip that this week. What we'll do is we already have the graphics made up. We will tweet them out on the Twitter account. Give us a follow at Heat Ratio Sports. It, you know, interact with us. We'll give you who we think, uh, all four of us, and get everybody else in there, too, and, and make a nice big thread. But we got to transition for the last few minutes of the show. Uh, we want to preview some basketball because – even though it's the Fancy Firebox football show, it's called the Fancy Firebox sports for a reason because we are all fancy sports. We're going to have our man Dan talking some NHL, which I love. I can't wait. He's going to teach me some stuff about the NHL, which I'm excited for. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we're going right in it. You know, we're going to have baseball, uh, which I love. I know Jason's a baseball guy. John is a huge baseball guy when it comes to fancy. And, and I know Dan, you know, he tiptoes in there as well. Uh, but right now, we're talking about December. December 22nd, a tip-off for the NBA, and and I, I was so into the NBA bubble last year. I loved it. I, I got into it, and this year, before we go any further, we are going to have, for anybody listening right now, whether you hear us on podcast, you hear us live, we will tweet it out. We're going to have the Heat Ratio Sports Basketball Listener League. Uh, we're going to do, it's going to be strictly through DraftKings. If you want to be in the league, all you need to do is give us your email address. We will send you an invite. But, but yeah, he switched out. Look, he went. I love it. I love it. He got, oh, that's <laughs> that's awesome. So we are we we are going to transition to DraftKings this year, and you know we're hoping to get as many people on board. As, and, and what we will do is you will put a lineup in every Friday. Only the Friday night games is what we score on, and it'll be the top three guys cash out. It'll be five dollars a week. Uh, you'll pay it directly to DraftKings. It's the best part. Nobody, no exchange of the money. DraftKings gives you your payout strictly to your account. So. We will tweet it out. Hopefully, we can get as many people. Al, Andre, I have an NBA guy. Hopefully, you guys will join in. We already have about 10 to 12 people signed up. Uh, and, and again, we'll get more. So, send us your email. We'll get on that. So, let's right away, let's just talk about, you know, before put me in, let's go. I love it. I knew Al was in. I love it. We're going to have some fun with this this year. Uh, but right away, 
Uh, before we talk about some sleepers, before we talk about you know some studs, maybe some some busts, because I got a couple, but let's just talk about the number one overall pick. And it can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Now, obviously, you know, we're we're gonna be talking about a standard points league, not rotisserie. Okay, this is a standard head-to-head points league. So you're looking at that, you're looking at your points, your rebounds, your assists, your steals. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not gonna get into the turnover thing. I don't look at the plus minus. Uh, you know, just your your four standard categories, obviously, you know, blocks for your big man as well. So, you know, when we look at that, you know, there there's a top three. And I mentioned about this earlier. I, I don't necessarily think James Harden is in that top three. And a lot of people think that top three. So what I want to know is, number one, your guy's number one overall pick. And number two, what is your top three? So when, when people are doing their mock drafts and people are, are, you know, are ranking their players, one, two, and three, who are they from top to bottom? Dan, I'm going to go right to you to start this off. You're the newcomer to the show. One, two, three, NBA fantasy, who you got? Giannis. Davis Doncic. Okay. I love it. I I, I, I love it. I, I mean, you know, Giannis, it gives you all different categories, right? He hits the mark on every single one. He even gets you the blocks. Uh, you know, obviously, Anthony Davis, you know, for my money, could be the MVP this year very easily. Uh, and my MVP is Luka Doncic. So I can't analyze this without telling you that Luka Doncic is actually my number one. So, you know, for me, he's my number one. I'll get to my three-layer. Jason, how you feeling about your top three? Love Luka. I completely agree with you. I think he's the MVP this year. Uh, Luka's yep. number one, Giannis two, and then AD three, so not much variance. So I think those are definitely the three top guys, though. Yeah, I I, I do. I, you know, it, it, it's a consensus. Well, I'll have a little sleeper in there, but John, what are you talking, man? How you look? How you look? Your top three right now. Who you drafted top three in the NBA? Giannis one, no doubt, and probably Luca, and then Davis. Yeah, I I I mean, I I think that's a consensus. I'm going to throw a little curveball here, just because. You know, I don't think Giannis is the player that we all think he is. Uh, you know, I, I, I he, he listen. He's a fantastic freak of nature, but that doesn't that necessarily mean he's all of a sudden going to create his own shot, uh, which he cannot do right now. So, you know, the thing with Giannis is he can be stopped, and he can be he can be blocked, and he can be guarded. Uh, you know, and I know he just got a huge money deal. Uh, they just got Drew Holiday on that team, so I'm not saying his role was going to change. Uh, I just think he's going to have to give up the ball more than expected to Drew Holiday because Drew's going to want to score too. So it's the first time. This isn't Chris Middleton, right? This is Drew Holiday. He wants the ball. So uh, for me, my money, Luka is number one. Uh, without a doubt, he's my MVP this year. He's my fantasy MVP. I mean, listen, he just played his first preseason game, drops 27. I mean, the, the dude is just unbelievable. Uh, you know, and he needs nobody. He needs nobody. Uh, you know, he fills up the statue every week. Uh, again, AD, for me, is my number two. Anthony Davis, very talented. My number three is Steph Curry. People are sleeping on Steph Curry because he didn't play last year. Uh, people are forgetting that this is a guy 28 points per game. It's a guy who holds the NBA record for most three-pointers made in a season. 50% from the field, 43% from three-point, 90% plus from the charity line. Who else is scoring for Golden State? There is no clay. And he didn't he didn't have an ACL injury. He didn't have an Achilles injury. He broke a bone in his hand. Okay, so we're not talking about Ozzy 
did he lose a step? Uh, is he going to be, you know, how's the knee going to hold up? How's the ankle? No, man, this is his hand. He is fine. He's the number one scoring option. People are forgetting about it. He's going seventh or eighth in ADP. For me, number three. This this dude is unbelievable. He is going to be on fire this year. He may, his minutes may cut down maybe like six or seven, but he's still going to be, listen, 30, he's going in 33 years old this year. Plenty of prime time left for him. So, uh, for me, it's Steph Curry. And, and again, he's a sleeper for me because a lot of guys uh, you know, are overlooking him because he did only play five games last year. Uh, so, you know, either way, you know, you have to, in the NBA, what I will say about NBA fantasy is more than ever, you have to hit on your top two picks because after that, it's very watered down, right? If you don't hit those top two, you're screwed. I mean, you're really, I mean, you're really hoping for, because you have to remember, not every NBA team goes nine deep. You know, NBA teams, six, maybe seven. So if you take two, if you pluck two off every team, there's not much left. Right, so you, your guys not only did to stay healthy, okay, but you have to make sure that they are locked down studs. So that's why we do this because this is what we think. Now, obviously, I said Steph Curry's a sleeper, and and Al second, he he loves <laughs> him some Bron, man. I love it. Lo- he, he, there's a homer, right? Al, I love you, bro. But Brandon <laughs> Joe, come on, man. No, yo, I listen. I, I listen. That would be great for us, right? Uh, that would be great for us. But uh, Bron's going to fill up the stat sheet too. The only thing you got to watch for Bron is obviously the, the the rest factor, right? We you know you really have to, especially talking season long. That's why I like DFS. But I would say couple guys in your opinion sleepers this year, and the NBA always has a lot of sleepers and the reason why is because so many guys change teams every single year and they mean so much more to other teams they go to like uh you know uh, for instance i'll just give you one it, it, obviously it's to me it's a homer guy but you know you look at seth Curry. i mean he's going from one team to the next he's playing a role that josh richardson playing he's a better shooter he's a better scorer i mean he he has 44.3 percent career three-point percentage that's no joke and he's gonna get every opportunity he's starting for the field Philadelphia 76ers, and he's going to be the guy. He's going to be J.J. Redick plus one, in my opinion. So you could get him late in drafts, not extremely late, but you can get him later, uh, you know, kind of like mid-round, and he's a sleeper to me that's a starter on a, a legitimate contender in the East. He's going to put up a lot of minutes, and he's going to get a lot of volume for shots. Uh, Jason, sleepers, man, who you got on your list? I have so many. I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> right. guy, I, would- I love it, man. I love it. I really do. I'm not even kidding. So uh, one guy that I don't think he's a sleeper per se, but I think he's going way too late in drafts. He's going between 35 and 40 is Zion. I think Zion's going to have a huge year this year. I think they're going to go to him a ton. Um, love him this year too. Um, as far as actual sleepers go, um, love Thomas Bryant. Love Thomas Bryant oh, in DFS. Yeah, I play him almost every single day in DFS. And I and can't get he's good it. for Washington, man. He, he's a yeah. player, man. He really is. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., yes. my uh, Spartan brother from uh, Memphis. I love him this year, too. Um, I think that's pretty much – and then, you know, there's a lot of injury guys that, that are coming back or guys that are in new situations. I think there's it's going to be interesting to see how a lot of these guys fit, like Schroeder going to the Lakers and, and some, some guys like that to see exactly, you know, what the minutes breakdown is going to be and what the role is in the offense. But, yeah, those are my, my big guys. As of right now. Actually, I have one more for my own Pistons. A guy that's going around pick 100, Blake Griffin. This team oh, sucks. Yeah, this You're team right. sucks. But if Blake can play, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna put up huge numbers. So, yeah, I like it. You're right. You're right. I mean, who? Listen, who else is playing on that? Who else is scoring on that team? 
You know, it must be fun for people that have good sports teams in their cities because I wouldn't know what that feels uh, like. But, yeah, I guess when you hear us cry, it's like, yo, guys, you yeah. have no idea. You need to stop. I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. I get it. John, who, who who's on your sleeper list, man? I, I haven't even gotten – you know I can't do a league without doing my research and my I rankings. Know. I know. And, and it's been weighing on me because I know the season is on the 22nd. So I am running out of time. So I'm just going to give you one. Okay, I'm, that's fine. Look, deep sleeper. I like I like Colin Sexton with, Ooh, with the Cavs. He's sexy. All right, that's a sexy pick. I like it's, him. I mean, I, I I think it's a guy that's really going to show up and perform this year. Not going to cost you a whole heck of a lot, but you know, I think we'll absolutely overperform draft value. No, I I, I like that a lot. I do. I like Colin Sexton. I like him coming out of college, and I, you know, I like what he's been able to do for Cleveland. Again, another team who's without scores. I mean, who who else is going to fill up the statue for Cleveland, right? Uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a really good pick. I like that. Uh, Dan, what do you got, buddy? Um, I'll give you three guys that are probably going to be outside the top fifty. Would you consider that a sleeper? Yeah. So, G- Gordon Hayward, who already already, already got injured. You know that, right? He did. Like that's the joke going no. around. Already, just already, first game. Yeah. Gordon Hayward got injured. Finger. All right, <laughs> he broke. I think he me. broke his finger, right? Yeah. All right. He's like the softest player in the NBA. Rewind the tape. Rewind the tape. Okay. Rewind the tape. My two <laughs> favorite guys after the fiftieth. I love Brandon Ingram and Kelly Oubre. Ooh, Kelly Oubre is a nice pick. Yeah, I like Kelly Oubre. I do. That's a good one. That that's a really good one. He fill he he fills up the stat sheet, man. He does. Uh, you know what? You know, too, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a flag on that one. Brandon Ingham's a star. That doesn't count as a sleeper. He's too much of a star. Oh, you see where he's projected though? No. Where is it? Oh, now you're gonna maybe go back. Fourteen. Go back. Oh, just kidding. Wait, I have 85 tabs open. Hold on. Uh, uh, yeah, Brand, Brandon. Sixty-fourth. Sixty-fourth. Oh wow. That's what I was gonna say. Low. He is really low. I mean, That's really, I really low. Uh, Kelly Oubre, again, he's 67th, <laughs> right? I, but, again, Kelly Oubre is a good, great pick because he's a Golden State guy. You know, be, outside of Steph Curry, they need scorers there, man. They need scorers. I mean, you know, they, they need people to, 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 to drain the shots, and Kelly Oubre does a lot on it, you know, down low. I mean, so that's a good pick, Dan. I like that. It's a good pick by you. Um, a, a, a guy that we need to what's that? I'll be here all week. I love it. I love it. Uh, Al second and says CP3. That's another good one. CP3 is all, you know, he, he's he's low ranked. Uh, he's a veteran. Uh, you know, we, how much Excellent. does he have left? We don't know. But he, he again, another, if you're a guard in the NBA, you're going to fill the stat sheet up if you're starting for a legitimate team. So, uh, you know, that, uh, one guy we didn't mention, uh, you know, he's on my list. I don't think it's enough love is Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, another guy, you know, playing for Brooklyn. I mean, listen, uh, currently we're talking about a guy who's being picked between 130 to 138. Last year had a career year, averaged almost 21 points a game, seven assists, four rebounds, one steal. I mean, listen, this, this guy and, and two triples across 31 to 35 minutes a game. Uh, you know, he's 27 years old. Uh, he, he is on a team. That again, you know, with Durant coming back, Kyrie Irving, I, this, this the team Joe have that team is going to be fun to watch, right? It's going to be fun to watch, and I think Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie can be a really good sleeper on that team. 
You know, I think Phoenix is going to be a team that's going to be fun to watch, too. The CB3 call is a good call. That team's, I mean, with him and Booker and Aiton, that team's building something good here. I I think that's going to be an interesting team to watch. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you, no doubt. Uh, that's going to be a really and, – and I love how they're West Coast teams because, you know, it gives you that 10-30 game. That's why I love Damian. Damian's my favorite player. And it's great to get to watch Portland at the 10-30 game, right? Uh, you know, it, it, it is tremendous. It really is. Um, but a lot, lot, of, lot of different NBA talk. Now, when we talk about sleepers, you also have to talk about boss, guys that are, are be, being taken too high or maybe guys that, you know, I'll give you one, even though I'm a lover. A Jimmy Butler lover. I love Jimmy Butler, but I'm afraid that Jimmy cannot produce what he produced for where he's going compared to last year. I mean, he, listen, he's 31 years old and he gives you everything. And he is probably, you know, one of the most in shape players and, you know, most toned conditioned guys in the entire NBA. But this is a shortened off season. It's a little different. You know, he didn't have time to, to, to rest those bones. He played deep in the playoffs. He was impressive. 27 points per game. Held that team together on his own. But for a guy being drafted in the top 25 or 30, I don't know, man. For me, it's definitely buyer beware. Definitely proceed with caution with a guy like Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jason, any guys you're looking at as, as you know, maybe maybe busts or maybe guys you would avoid in upcoming drafts? This is going to hurt your feelings, probably. Uh, nah. Joel Embiid. Uh, that's okay. I just, I don't know. Something with that team just, I, I, I know we, we kind of went back and forth on Twitter talking about James Harden yes. and things like that. Yes. And I feel like that James Harden tr- deal is a deal that you make every single time. I'm not as sold on the Philadelphia guys, I would say, as, as an outsider. <clears throat> I don't think that team is built to win a championship. And I think that... Embiid, especially with his health, I think he starts to decline more uh, sooner rather than later, unfortunately. No, you're, you're, listen, that's one of our biggest concerns of Philadelphia is the conditioning of John. He's, a, he's an immature player uh, who doesn't take the game seriously, doesn't take conditioning seriously. We know that. Uh, we thought Al Horford was going to be his, you know, his mentor, so to speak. Got to, to show him that. And and there's, there, listen, the, the funny thing is, you know, the whispers of Jimmy Butler leaving this team because he didn't get along with Ben, but you know, he he's best friends with Joel when, but, but Jimmy left Minnesota because he didn't think that cat took the game seriously and Joel doesn't. So it, it's a really right. weird dynamic, you know, but you, you hit the nail on the head. It, it, listen, it's something to be concerned about. Uh, you know, he's been injured every single year. He's going to be drafted extremely high when he's on the court. He's golden. But, you know, we just don't know how many games he's going to play and how he's going to hold up. That's why, again, the Heat Racer Sports League is DraftKings and it's daily DFS driven, not yep. season long. Yep. <laughs> so, you don't have to worry about injuries. Yes, you don't have to worry about that. He gets injured, you just don't pick him. Uh, Al, Al uh, checks in with a really good one here. Uh, we got back on sleeper. He said, What about Mikel Bridges as a sleeper with CP3 getting him open shots? Good one. I wish Mikel Bridges was a six and should never yeah. trade him for that stiff Zaire Smith. Let's not even get into yeah. that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Colangelo. Appreciate it. Uh, but, yeah, Mikel Bridges is a really good player. Uh, and you know what? definitely I like a guy Bridges. going late. I like Mikel Bridges and Miles Bridges. Both have sleepers this year. I think both of them are, have a lot of upside. You're right. You're right. Yeah, both the Bridges boys. The Bridges boys. I like that. Double Bs, man. Definitely. Double Bs. That's the only time double Bs are good. Uh, but, uh, hey, Dan. 
<laughs> guys, to, guys to avoid. Dan, who you got on your list? Why, who you avoid well, this year? Well, before we go to avoid, we forgot about a potential um, sleeper in John Wall. Yes, he's Love he's in a, he's ranked in the nineties. That's so, a great that's a great point. And, and he and I, he looked really good in his first preseason game. Yeah, I had him I had him written in sloppy in my notes. And I overlooked him earlier. Um, I like that. The guy the a guy I've never liked and he's ranked too high in my opinion is Andre Drummond. So I don't like Andre Drummond a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, he's never done it for me either, man. Like just like I, I And he used to play for Detroit, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I have never been so happy when a trade happened in my entire life. True story, as I was in that one. We're in agreement then. Andre I could not stand Drummond. him. Yeah. Yeah, I was never a, I was never an Andre Drummond guy. Never an Andre Drummond guy. Uh, John, I know I know you do your research. Do you have one guy for us that maybe you'll avoid this year? I mean, Durant and the injury history, depending on where he goes. I mean, he's going – I mean, I, I've seen him go in the, you know, top 10, so which is just too much for an injured guy. And similar, similarly, Zion Williams or Williamson. I mean, he's he's one of the heaviest players in the NBA. He's, you know, he, I don't know what his durability is going to be like. And depending on where you get him, if you can somehow get him in the third round, all well and good. But name value alone, he's going to be going higher, and I think you're going to have to pay up for the name than more than the uh, value you get out of him. That's a, uh, listen. That's a good point, and, and you know it's funny. I know Jason is, you know, he thinks he's a sleeper based on where he's being picked, and uh, you know, a, a lot of you guys, whether you know it or not, I, I don't know because you know that not not everybody followed me earlier on, but I was a big proponent of. John Morant greater than Zion Williamson. I'm a John Morant guy. I thought John Morant should have been drafted before Zion, and everybody thought I was nuts. And, and it's for exactly what John's saying, I just don't think that Zion will hold up in the NBA. And I think John Morant is, is what this NBA is all about. Uh, you know, it, it's all about guard play. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can see that, John. Definitely one guy. I would say keep an eye out for before we before we get out of here is you know he's going to miss maybe a month is Christoph Porzingis and look at Porzingis yeah. if he starts falling in your drafts okay he, he, listen this is a this is a top twenty guy okay when he's healthy so if he's falling in drafts and you're sitting there maybe in the fifth sixth round and your your lineup's kind of set. And everybody's a little afraid of Przingis. I tell you, hit that trigger, man. Uh, I I would draft him any day of the week. He, he's a guy for me. And, and another guy outside the top 25, keep an eye on. I was really high on this guy last year. Uh, Jason, you're going to know who he is. He played in Detroit. This year he goes to Houston. It's Christian Wood. Uh, I, I was a big Christian Wood guy. He yeah, he really, really came on uh, last year. And, 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 you know, he was a steady, steady point producer for DFS. And he was a steady point producer for standard uh, fantasy league so uh, you know he goes with different situation uh, you know as of now we still have James Harden uh, we know James Harden is going to throw the ball up X amount of times and Christian Wood down low is going to get a lot of rebounds he's going to get a lot of bump and run coverage down there so uh, I, I really like Christian Wood uh, as one of your big guys because again big guys aren't always there. So if you can get a really good big guy, uh, you know, that's something to look at. Al says, I have one. I have one. Do you guys think that Mitchell can play like he did in the bubble every night and earn that money? I don't know. I Listen, I was I was not. 
when, when that whole Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons beef came out, I was like, no, I don't like Donovan Mitchell. Like, I, I get perturbed at guys right away by things like body language and, and, and the way they, they, you know, they, they, they conduct themselves certain ways. I, I'm just like, whatever, I'm out, whether they're good or not. And Donovan Mitchell was one of those guys until I watched him play. And, uh, you know, and the bubble showed me a lot or different players. Al makes a good point. Was it just because of the bubble? Because a lot of people said, I think they just played that way because it was in the bubble. I, I, I don't know. I think they kind of reinvented themselves. And I think in NBA players, more than any, are very egotistical. And I think that those kind of players are going to say, wait a minute. I, you know, I know what I did in the bubble. I want to be that guy again, whether it's in the bubble or not. So I, I think Donovan Mitchell 100% earns the money he's getting and plays like that. Uh, I don't, Jason, what do you think of Donovan Mitchell? You think so? Yeah, no, I agree with what you just said completely. Um, I love Mitchell. The Pistons passed on him a few years ago in the draft and it killed me. Um, <laughs> he played, he played so well, like you said, in the bubble and, he doesn't have a lot of t – I mean, they have some pieces on that team, but I, I'm not really set on that team being that good. And he really carried them in the bubble, and I think he's going to try to do that again. Um, like you said, it's a very egotistical league. It's a yep. you know hero ball league at this point right now, yeah. and I think he is a stud. And he seems like one of those guys that when it matters most, he's, he really turns it up. So I, I like Mitchell quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, listen, he, he's going as high as 15th. Uh, you know, you know, right now his ADP goes anywhere between between 15th overall and 43rd. So, you know, his average is around 35 to 36. So, you know, if you're going to take him, you know, top 15, that's the second round pick. That, and we talked about this earlier. Your top two guys had to produce last year, 24 points per game, five rebounds, five assists. I mean, the guy was all over the place. So uh, even throw a steal or two every now and then. So, yeah, I'm high on Donovan Mitchell. I think he earns his money. Dan, you feel the same way? Yeah, he's a stud. I, I like him a lot. Um, now, a guy I'm going to throw at you is not a sleeper, but a guy just one of my favorite ball players in the league is Devin Booker. Yeah. Love Devin, love Devin. Booker. Yeah, I mean, how how do you not that that you know that that's the that's the one guy. I mean, every you know the funny thing with him is you know I I want to say he came out of, out of nowhere, but he kind of did right. I mean, like he was a one and done from yep. Kentucky, right? Yeah. Exactly. I you know, but 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 nobody expected him. Everybody thought he was inconsistent and that was the biggest part of his game he would have those really big games he kind of like i hate to say this but kind of like trey young uh trey young last year would have another really, guy i love <laughs> i love trey young but but again he wasn't he wasn't really consistent he had some he you know he was kind of like up and down and i think that was devin booker until last year devin booker just exploded uh he really did and, and again i mean listen you're you're getting chris paul Right, you know, you, you know, you, you have DeAndre Ayton. I mean, listen, that team in Phoenix. Ooh, man, I'll tell you, Jason's right. And another West Coast team. That, that that's a size. So another West Coast team that we'll be able to watch late uh, here on the East Coast. Uh, you know, again, it's a really, really good team out there to watch. So uh, I'm excited about Devin Booker. I really like him. Uh, but guys, listen, we I try to keep this. I'm, I apologize. I try to keep it an hour and 30, but uh, again, it's an hour and 53. Uh, we almost hit the two-hour mark. Last question, Allison, who was the shooter that was hurt in the bubble that will take shots from him? Who was the shooter that was hurt in the bubble that would take shots from him? Uh, I'm not sure. From Booker? I'm guessing he's he, he's talking about from Booker. Um, not, I'm not positive. Uh who was a shooter that was hurt in the bubble? I, I'd have to look at that, Al. 
I'd have to look at that. Uh, but we'll, we'll look at that. We'll try to get your answer on Twitter. Uh, but anyway, as always, man, uh, you know, this has been a great show. Uh, you know, we expanded tonight to basketball. And, and like I said, you know, starting next week, we're going to have to add more basketball in because we're going to be a tip-off. And again, Draft King, Heat Ratio Sports, DraftKings League, uh, give me your, listen, all we need is your email address. I'll throw it out on Twitter. DM me with your email. I'll give you the invite. You can join. And again, it will be the Friday night slate. Every Friday night we will play. Top three guys will score. I'm going to throw, oh, he says Mitchell. He, who was the shooter that was hurt in a bubble uh, that would take shots from Mitchell? Oh, uh, Gordon Hayward. He saw about, right? It, it, no, not Gordon Hayward. Um, no, Hayward was a, is it Ingles? Ingles. Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. That's Slow Joe. Yeah. Slow Joe. <laughs> so the guy looks like he's 70 years old, yeah. uh, but he's still getting it done, right? Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. But as always, like I say, Jason, John, Dan, thanks thanks again, as always, guy. Uh, he says, the guy from the Pacers. The guy from the Pacers. Now, now he's really making me think. The guy, oh, uh, Aladipo. Victor Aladipo. That's oh. a, 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 okay. Now oh, I know yeah. what he's talking about. That just uh, killed me last year. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I know he killed a lot of people last year. I mean, no, it was like, look, he was injured, but it was like he kept falling, falling. It's like at some point, <laughs> like, do do I just get this guy just to, ha- you know what I mean, and hold on to him? Uh, that didn't work out. That's all right. That's all right. There's always going <laughs> to be players like that for real. But again, any, anything you need, fans, why hit us off, follow the YouTube station. Uh, again, the YouTube channel at Heat Racer Sports. You'll see Jason on there every Friday or Saturday giving you some prop bets. He does well every week. You'll see me on there giving you your 90 second vignettes, DraftKings lineups, uh, you know, fans shows, whatever. Uh, we're going to get John, uh, start getting him behind the camera. We're going to get Dan giving us some NHL insight as well. And, and Jason and Dan, uh, we're going to talk about, they, they might have their own show coming up. Uh, talking about a little golf and a little NHL fantasy as well. So uh, it, it's going to be a fun time. So give us a follow at Heat Ratio Sports. As always, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch you next week.